Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Legion of Don't. <laughs> Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 26th of October, the year of our Lord 2000. You two, beautiful day. It's number one in the UK charts. It'll soon be infamous for a different reason altogether. I say soon. It's like a year and a bit. Ah, what the hell? That's the pay per view <laughs> uh, promo package they aired. After they advertised Triple H for Vengeance 01. And they went, well, let's put this U2 video package together. Look, he was on the pay-per-view. Yay! <laughs> See, they were sneaky with that. We'll talk about it in a year and a bit's time. They yeah, were sneaky about time. it because, like, well, they never outwardly said, Triple H will be at Vengeance. They used him on the poster. And there were sledgehammer graphics involved in the poster. It's like, you do everything but say he's there. You, you cheeky, wasn't. cheeky buggers. He wasn't, he wasn't there, wasn't. which is why it was a beautiful day. Hey. Texas, the greatest hit, is number one album in the UK. What Lies Beneath is number one in the UK box office. Ooh. A film I remember seeing as a kid and loving, and I've never watched it since. Why? You ever see? I don't know. It never really came up. Uh, have you ever seen it? I only know of its infamy. I don't. I have never seen it. Is it an infamous film? Only in the sense that it was a film in the year of our Lord 2000. Oh, I see. Everything it's we a, mention is infamous. Everything we mentioned that is infamous. It's, it was uh, Arison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, and she had that scene in the bath, didn't she? That, that, that's the, the scene in the bath where I remember, and I think it's that and uh, Pfeiffer's vaccine that I think we've all had by now. That's oh. the legacy of the film. <laughs> and uh, Tekken Tag Tournament is the big video game this week. Ah, oh, I like it. So this is how you enhance Tekken. I feel like we need Matt McMuscles for this to talk about Tekken yeah. Tag. He's, your, he's our video game beat-em-up specialist. certainly is. So could we do an impression of him? Let these... Uh... Oh, damn it, no. Let's go do... Let's go Tekken, Tag is the... Tekken Tag is the greatest Tekken game since the first one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. That's good. I'm going to try. Let me have a shot. Let me shot. Uh, I got I got it. Tekken Tag Tournament put together all the characters from the previous game into one big crossover, which was the style at the time. <laughs> In Tekken Tag Tournament, they decided to take out one of the more popular characters. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song clip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hello. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. That's our little. That's our nod to our boy. Yeah. Uh, helicopter pilot Duncan Bickley loses two hundred eighteen thousand pounds on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire after incorrectly answering the five hundred thousand pound question, which was. Having reached £250,000, his winnings dropped back to 32000 after he gave the wrong answer to a question about the name of the aircraft in which Amy Johnson flew solo to Australia in 1930. What a plonker. Oh, we all know that, oh, don't right. we? <laughs> See? Even yes. his sneezes know that. That's right. That's right. That's me in the back, like the other who wants to be a millionaire contestant. Is it B? A? <laughs> B? It's you! I think it's B. <laughs> Sven Gorn Eriksson, the 52-year-old Swedish coach of Italian side Lazio, accepts an offer from the FA to take charge of the England football team for five years, commencing next July. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. I've left the door on the latch just in case it does. Yeah, I saw that. That was a good tweet. I like that one. Thank Uh, Eriksson didn't win much with England. I think the only thing he came away from is sprint at England was Ulrika Johnson's phone number. (laughs) But all that was happening in the wonderful world of reality. Uh, A world we don't visit very often, as you can tell. But what, oh, what, oh, what was happening in the spectacular world of professional wrestling? We don't know. (laughs) If you do know, please send the updates from... uh, Alvarez or <laughs> those phone lines that used to advertise in the back of World of Wrestling magazine, if they're still around, and send them to mailbackagolic.com. Uh, we have thrown together what we thought may have happened this week, hypothetically speaking. On this, Cultaholic's very own classic SmackDown review. You're listening to the tired, dulcet tones of Mafu, joined as always by the slim, trim, buff, cut, ripped, Chiseled and jacked, Mr. Tom Campbell, and WWF metalled Tom Campbell. Hello, it's. I was telling Matthew before we started um, that I've, as of day of recording, I've finished week four of Couch to Five K. Uh, by the time you hear this, I'll have started week five, and th- this weird. The scales tell me I've lost about a stone, but I like where from because I don't. <laughs> I don't seem to see it, but I feel it. Like it's it's now at a I'm now at a point in my life once again at, at the tender age of 37 where uh, I'm no longer getting out of breath doing my shoelaces up. So that's quite nice. I, I potentially could be on the on track to being in better shape in my late 30s than I was throughout my entire 20s, which I'm quite excited by to be honest with you, because they say it's all downhill, but it's apparently not the case. Um, but yeah, so all is I so I've. I'm actually quite, I'm nearly at a point, Matthew. I'm nearly at a point. I'm quite enjoying the experience. Nearly there. Very nearly there. And what I'd like to say, there's there's two things on Twitter that I want to say thank you for before we roll into the the show today. Um, One is like, I've had lots of love from people because I've been doing this accountability check on Twitter for every time I do a run. Just I'm putting it on there because then if I don't do the run, then... It's a, there's a gap and I, and it's it's mentally helping me get through knowing that I have to put something online. It's kind of using social media for its worst for the best because I'm going, I have to put something online to be accountable for doing it. It's going to make me get up and do it. And it has helped. And also a lot of people have reached out and said, like you going out and running has helped me get out and run as well. So I'm really 
chuffed to see the amount of people that have got up and started doing Couch to 5K inspired by this lump doing it. So thank you very much indeed for all the lovely messages and, and sharing your, your stories of running as well. It's genuinely helped me a lot. And also, I'd like to say thank you because I realise, Matthew, how on the periphery of the zeitgeist you and I are, which is quite a phrase to use, how on the periphery of the zeitgeist we are, because uh, at time of recording, this is the day after the England game, it's coming home, uh, England beating Germany 2-0, Harry Kane scoring in that game. Oh. I think about you, mate. <laughs> I got quite a few messages, some private, some public, just saying, that's gotta be Kane. <laughs> That's gotta be Kane, including a special Colonel XB. That's gotta be Kane title card featuring Harry Kane. <laughs> what a treat! Uh, it's weird how we talk about old stuff and nostalgia, and we go, We take it a bit too far, lived in this bizarre world of uh, fantasy rather than living in reality. And then you watch the rest of the country get so happy at the fact that we beat Germany in the Euros. And it's a, yeah, that's right, our rivals, Germany, that hated the people who they can't stand us, Germany. Whereas Germany are like, um, we've won the World Cup uh, five times. <laughs> um, you beat us once in the 60s. Uh, we, we, we don't think about you that often, mate. It's, it's, it's a proper little man syndrome, I think. The fact that we're like, yeah, we come on, have it, Germany. They're like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> it does. It's like it... Julia. It's like, that's right. <laughs> when Germany rocked up and beat us the last 17 times, we fought <laughs> back and we trained and we're ready and we beat you. And Roger's like, I'm sorry, I don't remember it. <laughs> you beat us one time? Oh, okay. That's right. 55 years. We got a revenge. What? <laughs> I bet you feel had... really stupid now. What? Do I know you? Which country are you again? It's England! 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 England. Eng Eng oh, the England are pig dogs. That's right. I remember England, that. you say? England? What is this England that you speak of? Did you get a lot of people tweeting you um, pictures of Boris Johnson, by the way? <laughs> I did. Boris Johnson watching the watching the goal go in from his from from what looks like a tent from Dexter um, in the garden of his house. And he's doing it like he's watching Raw backstage because he's got the, the screen there and he's off to the side of it. And it's just like, like Boris is about to do a, He's about to cash in his money in the bank briefcase on somebody. <laughs> it was a lovely moment. So I'm glad that there were some some healthy memes that came out of the football to the night. Yeah. If uh, if Dexter and Leaf Weapon 2 has taught us anything, if you go to a place and there's laminate, laminate, whatever it's called, around the place and everything's made of plastic and someone who you think may have a grudge against you, it's a good <laughs> idea to get out there as soon as possible. <laughs> exactly. So that's uh, that's oh, some no, more football. football. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm that's going to be Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on with the wrestling talk, shall we? Because that's why everybody's here for, for wrestling based conversation. I don't know. They might Freaks. not be. <laughs> what, what was Absolute happening? Monsters. What was happening in the winter world of 2000? Does Dave Belter talk about the Euros that back then? <laughs> Sadly, not. Uh, beat Germany uh, there? Oh, no. We already know I'm sure if we that. sent him results, he would, he would put them in the Observer this week, though. Um, Dave, do you want results for the Euros? 
Uh, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, if this is your first time here, if this is your first time here, hi, uh-huh. welcome to the classic SmackDown review. So, um, in in a guten Abend, bitte. If uh, in a moment we're going to have Matthew go through uh, this particular week's episode of SmackDown from the year of our Lord two thousand. But before we throw over to Matthew, I like to give you a little bit of a flavour of what's going on in the wrestling world uh, this particular week. There's lots of things happening in and around the world. Uh, we'll start with some sad news, actually. I don't mean to bring the mood down but um, a major wrestling passing in this particular week of the year of our lord 2000 it was on the 23rd of october that rodney anawaii aka yokozuna passed away suddenly in his hotel room in liverpool just a few weeks after his 34th birthday he's only 34 jesus he was 28 when he headlined wrestlemania 10 that's amazing that's incredible. Uh, he his weight was a, a massive part of uh, of his of his ongoing health problems. He was five hundred and eighty pounds, which is forty one stone, when he died. Do you know the final media appearance that he made, Matthew? Yes, because they showed clips of it on the wonderful documentary they put on the network. If you want to go, the Big Breakfast. Favorite positional maneuver. I have to show you later. Can you talk me through it so I can prepare myself? I have been... (laughs) What did he say? What did he say? But that's not physically possible. (laughs) I'm not a contortionist. You want to make a bet? But I'll have a go. Okay, so uh, what do you normally wear when you're in the ring? Because you don't normally wear this, do you? No, I I wear uh, just what any other wrestlers. I wear the sumo... Uh, the unitard. Yeah. The diaper. Is that the unitard thing where you got the gap at the front there? No, 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 no. no. no it's like a thong. Daddy used to wear one of those. It's like a big thong. Oh, it's oh, with them yeah. sumo wrestlers. Big, big oh, yeah. you wear like the sumo outfit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. So why, why do you have the name? I presume it's like a stage name for you, Yokozuna. Oh. Why did you choose that name? Does it mean anything in particular? Yokozuna means a grand champion, as far as sumo wrestling mm-hmm. goes. And then was so that when your I first went to, choice, or did you think? Yeah, I went there to uh, to uh, to conquer that sport in Japan, and after I conquered that sport there, I went to the World Wrestling Federation and conquered the re- the World Wrestling Federation. Okay, so is that your real now name? Now I'm here in the Great Britain area to fix and conquer this whole UK area. Okay. So is, is that is that your? Do you know why? Why? I could do that. <laughs> so Yo- Yokozuna is not actually your real name then. What, what's your yes, real name? Is. Would you share that with me? Is it a secret? You guys want to know my real name? Yeah. Not. Do you know what? Because I heard a bit of a rumor, banana rama, that your real name's Rodney. Rodney. Rogers. Is that true, Rogers? Yeah, my name is Rod. You plumb. <laughs> Do you know what? You've been absolutely fantastic. Best yeah. of luck with the WrestleMania tour, isn't he, Clyde? Yeah. yeah! Oh, yeah! And I want everybody that's coming out to see me at the UK area. We got Polaroid night every night after the match is done. You heard me? Yeah, we have to explain for those who don't know the, oh, God, the yeah. history of the Big Breakfast. Like he was on Denise Alton's bed. There's nothing weird about that. She just used well. to inter- like for interview segments. Denise Alton, who was is a, a gorgeous blonde lady from the UK. You know, back when you know the, the PTC did nothing wrong. Uh, she would interview people on the bed, and it would normally get quite salacious and quite flirty. And so, of course. 
Yokozuna flirting with Denise Van Outen was a weird image to watch before going to college that day. Um, but it was a thing that happened. Um, yeah, in fact, splicey, splicey, Tom, put a little clip of that into Yokozuna on the Big Breakfast in here. So that was... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll put that bit in. Yokozuna, you are a big man. And I know if we were on a date... Well, that's Denise Van Outen, by the way, because you're... <laughs> Uh, and you told me somewhere, where would you take me and why? And then Yoko's going to say something like, I'll take you to a bread place so I can spread you. And then <laughs> I'm like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> What's the weather like today, John? Um, <laughs> that was the moist. That <laughs> was the big breakfast. Oh, sorry. I believe. I believe. Um, Denise said, um, "What is one of your mate? What is one of your uh, your big wrestling moves? What's one of the moves that you do?" And Yokozuna just went, oh, "I'll I'll show you later," and then whispered yeah. something in her ear, and she looked horrified. <laughs> Christ knows what he said to her. Do you have any bacon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I'm sorry. It... Eating disorders aren't funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, it was heartbreaking watching that. After I've said all that, I'd be a hypocrite now. It was heartbreaking watching that documentary and seeing that they they will pay. We're going to pay them. We'll, we'll do everything it takes, Yokozuna, to get you to stop eating, get your weight down. It was like mm. no, and they just kept on eating. Yeah, he clearly had some sort of disorder or um, an inability to stop eating that big, or maybe you get to a point where you're supposed to be bulking up and bulking and bulking and bulking. That you can't just switch off. You can't. Be, we can't all be Christian Bale. So, mm. yeah, it's it was so sad. But yeah, the, in his prime, when Yokozuna was making a fortune, like he was, he was known to to spread that love around. And it, we talked about this on the classic Raw review uh, because we've just seen the debut of Far Two make a difference. Far Two, and Far Two tells a story about how as he was sort of coming into the WWF, uh, like they weren't, he wasn't making a lot of money in the WWF in 95, uh, you know, and times were tight, but Yokozuna had made a fortune uh, and Yokozuna basically just gave Far Two a blank check and said, look, get what you need. So like there was a lot of like Rodney had a, a, a big heart, you know, the cliche is like, he's a big man with a big heart, but he looked out for his own, uh, did Rodney Adewaye. And um, this was meant to be like a, a just a, a feel good tour of the UK. He was going to do a couple of shows uh, like Liverpool. I think he did one in Newcastle. I think he'd done one in Newcastle by that point. We've talked about it on the show before. I couldn't find the results for it, but um, a a friend of mine actually booked him for a show in Ashington. And he came and did a show in Ashington, which may have been on that tour. I've checked Cage Match and it doesn't say anything about that tour. Cage but match. Well, there's not every single result ever on well, Cage Match. Well, so they're so slacking. Sure in Ashington, well, yeah, I was going to say, slacking. They're slacking. Clearly, they're still upset from the result last night in the football. Because um, it's German-based, oh. true story. Um, I think it is, anyway. But yeah, it so... Is. Yeah, so he so there was then that was part of that. And then he passed away. Here's the thing, right? And, and we'll notice this as we get into the show as well. They don't seem to mention it. On SmackDown, they don't on SmackDown. No, it, on Raw. Okay, they did a video uh, with Vince Man himself, rating it, explaining Yokozuna's right. contributions, and being very, you know, thankful they for did. his position, the card, and everything like that. And yeah, and that's because uh, I read a bit of the Observer as well, just to see if I missed anything regarding some stuff last week on the No Mercy, which will run down soon. And Vince Man inexplicably did call him a former three-time WWF champion. It was a two-time champ, but is he counting the World Tag Championship as a title 
Is he kind of like... Uh, no, Uncle Dave. He's my <laughs> uncle and your uncle, even though we're not related. Uh, he did say the world heavyweight. I'll have to check that, though. He could maybe just mix up with his Owen Hart type. Is it not like a, like a phantom title wrong. reign? <laughs> Dave's always wrong. He's no, not, he, he's he, won, he won that world title tournament in... Uh, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, that's right. <laughs> um, since we're here, before we move on from him, favourite Yokozuna moment? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to shout up because um, it's uh, just a phenomenal heel. And, and do you know what? It, the launch pad couldn't have been better. Uh, but Lex Luger body slamming Yoko on the Intrepid was, was a great moment. We talked about it on the Classic Raw Review as it happened. And um, great. Like, you couldn't have launched Luger any better. You couldn't have done any more for Luger. And it was just cool. to. It was just a great visual because all that day on the Intrepid, Yokozuna's Body Slam Challenge had just sort of drawn the attention of everybody. And you had wrestlers and sports stars all getting in there and having a go. And it just made Yokozuna not just feel like a champion, but like a larger-than-life character. And just the way they brought Luger in, couldn't have done any more, should have given him the belt. 100%. But that was a cool moment from Yokozuna's career, like being like part of that, the on the Intrepid, on the USS Intrepid. You, you can watch that episode of Raw on the network and Peacock right now. Yeah. My favourite Yoko uh, run, just as a fan, I've had the chance to watch uh, some of it on network, uh, the Owen Hart tag run. Because it works so well, Owen Hart going up, got a mystery opponent. Um, I'm definitely over the Brett thing. Not thinking about Brett. Not thinking about Brett anymore. Cool. Here's the man who defeated Brett Hart for the title at WrestleMania <laughs> 9. <laughs> he sat on you, Brett. And it was so good. You watch him now. The, the run was fantastic because Yoko would flatten some of the leg drop. Owen would do all the work and then hot tag to Yoko, leg drop, and it's like, psh, that's it. The leg drops, you know, the Hogan killer, they would call it in some circles. And then Owen Hart would like tag himself in then and do the sharpshoot and be like, yeah, I got the pin. That's <laughs> like, pretty much how every match of theirs has gone with Yoko doing a lot of the, a lot of the power work. And then Owen coming in, getting the sharpshooter or getting the pin and going, yeah, that's me. Get in. Yeah. <laughs> and Yoko not care. And he won. And Owen Hart's like, me, me, I'm the best. Yay. I got the submission win on a, a knocked out opponent. So that run was a lot of fun. I think we'll have to get you on the classic Raw review when we do the watch along of In Your House 3. Oh, double which, header. Which is the dudes with attitudes versus yeah. Yoko and Owen Hart in speech, Mark. Uh, we'll see yeah, how that yeah. goes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Yoko's doing a passing away. Let's move on That'd be to. Nice. If I'm free for that, I'd love to do it. Uh, yeah. RIP Yoko, please let us know your favorite Yoko memories when we yeah. speak this. And Tom, hey. is there anything else happening? There is actually. Uh, <gasps> Good. Bret Hart is officially a free agent. Oh, no. He was terminated by WCW a week before, a week after uh, the third anniversary of joining WCW. He was let go from the company. Uh, the FedEx letter with his termination on came in the post just a day after a letter approving his contract extension. So just some classic WCW right to the end. What a disappointing time Bret Hart had in WCW. I goes. I know it's yeah. not a hot take to say that, but it really was like a guy who, in '97, still had so much in the tank, so much to give, and the way things ended, and he ended up going to WCW, and just like you know, a guy like a guy who had so much to offer, just getting lost like a sock in the wash, amongst all the other stuff going on in in that hodgepodge company at that point, it was just. 
there could have been so much more. And they had these little moments, these little flickers of like, oh, maybe this is now where we start with Bret Hart. Maybe now is where we go. Maybe now is where we go. And they all led to dead ends. And it was infuriating, uh, for no doubt for Bret Hart and for, for fans of Bret Hart as well. Yep. You said it perfectly, Tom. It's funny listening to Bischoff on 83 Weeks and, you know, Bischoff discusses having sex with his wife and then after 45 minutes of that, he goes on to the uh, the thoughts on the things I talked about. And he does say, Bret Hart complained a lot about Bischoff and having to deal with Bischoff and all this. But Bischoff goes, um, Bret, you weren't coming to me with any ideas. Yeah. We said, do this. And he went, all right. So you saying that you lost all your heart and your emotion and we do this. Nah, you didn't have anything to contribute or say to us. But a bishop does say it very, sums up perfectly, to be honest with you. He goes, Bret Hart always has someone to blame. He always has to have someone as the person for this not happening unless I'm in. He never takes ownership of the stuff he does wrong. And I hate to agree with that. Mm. But he does have something involved in a point. Uh, this, however... This, uh, I think Bischoff would say later on, if it's not in this issue of The Observer, that they were just exercising their right to release people who would be on the shelf for an extended amount of time, and this was nothing uncommon. It is particularly brutal because it was the end of Brett. Obviously, that US title run a few years later, but who who counts that? This was the end. He was legitimately retired, and he released him. You're like, oh, you can't even give Brett Hart a little cushy job? Nothing, nothing. No. For, nothing, no, you got jobs for the boys, but no, not even like a a commissionary type position for Brett. Nothing right. like that. A, a you know, a consultant. I don't know. There's some like again, someone like Brett. But then, as the argument being like, if if Brett wanted to do more, then maybe he could have. I don't know. I I, I kind of feel oh, there's part of me that thinks like that system in WCW was so fraught and chaotic. I feel like if somebody had come and gone, um. I'd like to do this. Can I do this? They might have gone, yeah, yeah, fine. Cool. Go do it. I feel like maybe a lot of times that might have been fine. And then as soon as it started gaining traction, they might have gone, oh, okay, we'll run that now. And then it just nosedives. <laughs> that tends to be how a lot of these things go. I feel like where there's chaos is opportunity, you know, like <laughs> like like me jumping on the company TikTok over the past seven days. <laughs> I've just gone, can I, can I do some of these? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Can I have a login? Thank you. I feel like a lot of people within WCW may, have, you know, probably just waited for instructions rather than going to head office. I, 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 I'm, I wasn't there. So I'm, I'm literally, I'm no authority on this at all. <laughs> but maybe that might have been the case. I, 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 uh, another WCW guy uh, who is looking for something else to do now. Scott Hall. Nowhere to go according to Dave, is said to have opened up negotiations to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Does this go anywhere, Matthew? Yeah. No, it would, would end up in New Japan. I know it sounds a weird thing to say. Like, wait, wait, Scott Hall in 2000 in New Japan? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few uh, recorded matches of his around the place. You can find them. Used to be a lot more, but then New Japan uh, decided to take matters in their own hands when it comes to YouTube copyright, which is, you take it down or we'll kill you. <laughs> but yeah, it's got all he there was two bits I remember. One was he has a tag match, and the dude has such a crazy hair that the match starts off and holds his tags in. He just goes, ah, What's over your hair? What is this? Like this serious pro wrestling match. The guy's like, Hey, come on, man. Like I'm like a black belt or I'm a whatever. Like, who are you insult? He's like, hoo, 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 your hair. 
And the other one is, I forget he was teaming with, and or they gave it a promo backstage. Maybe it was Masachona, but don't quote me. Masachona looks at the camera, and in Japanese, gives us a very passioned promo for a good 30 seconds. He's yelling. He's like, I'm coming to get you in Japanese. I'm going to beat you up in Japanese. I'm going to do what I liked you in Japanese. And it goes, Scott Hall goes, yeah. And that's the end of the promo. Oh, <laughs> did we did we ever get or did the times I, I, I wonder whether the times might have crossed maybe not because um, obviously if he's looking for work and stuff I don't know whether ever the conversation came back of him going to hustle to work with Razor Ramon oh, Hardgay that's in a few years time hustle uh, would bring him in in 04 or 05 I think excellent um, no he would he would not interact with Hardgay though he ah! would as far as I know, actually, I have to check that. Actually, no. Oh, I hope they did. Because he's got I... Hall there. He's, he's. You know. I what I like the most. What I like the most about Razor Ramon Hardgay. If this is the first time you've heard Razor Ramon Hardgay, yeah, please explain welcome, for people who don't. Welcome know. to the party, right? Hello. It was um, uh, Razor <laughs> Razor Ramon Hardgay is a guy. He, he comes out. He, he looks very much sort of. Is it, is it wrong? Is it sort of, sort of, sort of leather clad? He's got the hat, the leather hat on. Uh, very uh, sexual character. <laughs> uh, very much like grinding on wrestlers as part of moves, uh, pushing the face into the into the crotch. Had the had very much like a, a sort of nineties homosexual aesthetic going on. Uh, and was called Razor Ramon Hardgay. The thing I loved the most was he was nothing like Razor Ramon. <laughs> The gimmick was nothing like Razor Ramon. It was just, he called himself Razor Ramon Hardgay. Yeah. It's amazing. And I just, check out some of the matches that, that he had as part of Hustle because they are, they are such, um, they're such a palate cleanser <laughs> for wrestling in general. Not so much Hustle because Hustle was wild, but they are such a palate cleanser. And he nearly made a, you know, he nearly made a comeback. Nearly made a comeback last year. Um, he was set to be part of Effie's Big Gay Brunch uh, around mm. WrestleMania. And they had Razor Ramon Hardgay booked for it. And then obviously the world caught fire. And that hasn't happened since. I need to speak to Effie and see whether or not conversations have resumed to bring Razor Ramon Hardgay in for an Effie's Big Gay Brunch show. I do hope so. Well, it's Effie a, says, yeah, he still DMs me. <laughs> he still slides into well, the for DMs. bookings. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Scott Hall off to Japan is the is the story there. Um, I think how would that how, how that would work? Like if WWE started having a character called like Jushin Liger Hard Gay, you go no, <laughs> not that one. No, no, guys, no, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Jushin Liger Hard Gay, and it's and it's it's just like Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like the Liger, and there's no nothing like no, 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 no. Look, look, they're completely different. Look, yeah, if Razor Ramon Hard Gay came out like hey Chico. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, really. Dude, I to have this, the exact same name. It's just brilliant. It's, 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 it's an absolute dream. Um, talking of dreams, the World Sumo Wrestling Federation dream. Remember we talked about the World Sumo Wrestling Federation a few weeks back? Oh, yeah, Inner City Sumo, I remember. <laughs> Inner City Sumo. Um, okay, from The Observer. The World Sumo Wrestling Federation idea that a lot of the major WWF executives from the 80s were behind looks like it isn't going to happen because they weren't Aww. able to raise the funding to get it off the ground. It is not totally dead, but it has no start date. It's it's done. We, we, ain't, getting a, we ain't getting a WWF Sumo style, which I'm devastated about. I like yeah. the five star. It's not cancelled. We've just rescheduled it. <laughs> All right, when's the, when's the rescheduled date? Message scene. 
<laughs> when I eventually get sacked from Cultaholic, I'm going to say uh, it's. I've just been rescheduled. Yes. No, no. I'll Tom be... just isn't here yet. When's he coming back? <laughs> Left on red. Yeah. <laughs> right. One more story before we get into uh, SmackDown oh, this yeah. week. This is, mate. This is amazing. I didn't even know this was a thing. This was amazing. So this week, a press conference was held to promote. A match for XPW. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, this is from the Observer. XPW held its press conference to build up the Asushianita versus Sabu match on the 18th of October. That's when the press conference was held. The bout itself takes place on the 3rd of December. Onita came out and said Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman promised him they'd do an explosive match with him, but both backed out. Sabu came out, turned over a table, sent water everywhere. This led to Anita throwing a chair into a reporter. <laughs> Onita powerbombed Sabu into a table. The table didn't break. Onita cut Sabu. Uh, Rob Black turned up to try, <laughs> to try and burn the American flag. But they had like a barbecue starter and it wouldn't start. So eventually they, they took a while. They finally got the fire lit, but the room had no ventilation. So <laughs> filling with smoke. This is just a mess. Anita ends up uh, pushing Sabu's head into the fire. Kevin Kleinrock turns up with a fire extinguisher that's empty. <laughs> they eventually have to pour water on the flag to put the fire out. Uh, Anita goes back to Japan. Uh, he's asked about the match for XPW, and he says it's against a mystery opponent. <laughs> Despite the fact that the presser, they've blatantly said it's Sabu. And then he said, forget that. I want to challenge Inoki to a retirement match. Oh, God, I forgot about the Inoki thing. <laughs> this is all in the space of like 24 hours. God bless Onita. <laughs> I love that Onita in 2021 is still, still very much in the conversation. Yeah, because of the AEW thing, everyone started talking about him. And because, yeah, they they did a little promo for AEW. So it's like that crap. So he started to use his own momentum to go, all right, I'm going to do another version of FMW. And again, yeah. they can't call it FMW because that went bankrupt. And so you'd have to pay the liquidators, people who owed money to use the FMW name. So he uses FMWE, which you're allowed to do. <laughs> because there's been Super FMW a few years earlier. Involved. So, which and, I, no, wait, Super I FMW, I liked that. Um, it no, was basically FMW, but 16-bit. <laughs> That's got to be, Tom. <laughs> Have you seen the thing? That they got uh, Abdullah Kobayashi said, can I be involved in this uh, match and show what you're doing? Because I'm only a short distance away from the venue, and I can just show up on my moped. So Anita went, That's fine. But if you lose the match, I will blow up your moped. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you... Abdullah Kobayashi will be forced to walk home. And he's like, oh, no. Isn't that amazing? I love wrestling. I love wrestling. So like, good. Oh, when you thing is, when you get stuck in the day-to-day -day role of news and wrestling, it's easy to fall out of love with it. But when you dig a little bit beneath the surface, you know, in a week where we've had another tired episode of Monday Night Raw, where we're seeing more cuts within a big company that shouldn't be cutting people, you dig a little bit below the surface and you realise that, that uh, Virgil, a.k.a. Soul Train Jones, is the star of a new mobile game that's out next month. 
that's when your love for wrestling comes screaming back. Yeah, I heard it costs $20 and then you can't <laughs> download it. <laughs> I am, I'm open to doing a, lot, uh, a stream playing Meat Sauce Madness, by the way, if the developers are listening. I'm, t- I'm down for it. Math, if that isn't in the wrestling podcast news um, that is now out, I'll be very disappointed. I'm just 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 putting that on you there. Oh, well, on our wrestling podcast, I think we'll be, as soon as we bring that up, it'll be cancelled. <laughs> every time we put one out, some bloody bad happens in the world. Oh, so, the podcast curse. The podcast curse. Yeah, everyone was tweeting. But never mind the uh, Boris Johnson TV watch it. Oh, that's got to be Kane. Everyone was tweeting me going, fantastic, Matthew. You're to blame for the NXT cuts once again. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, I can't wait for you to start talking about this in the podcast. Two weeks later, because like, <laughs> obviously as soon as it's being put out, then the news happened. So I'm like, yeah, you got me, pal. Absolute so. nightmare. Anyway, um, we're moving on to SmackDown, uh, which is going to be guided through by Matthew. Uh, a few notes from Heat. Uh, William Regal was DQ'd in a European title match with Steve Blackman hitting him with the belt. This was taped before SmackDown, by the way. Um, TNA and Tristratus uh, beat the Hardys and Lita. Uh, oh no, sorry, Hardy's and Lita beat TNA and Trish Stratus. Oh, Tom, uh, <laughs> was that just a check? I was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Crash got involved in that. We'll talk about the Crash storyline with TNA in a little bit. And also on Heat, they do a skit where Eddie Guerrero said China had been calling him and wants him back. And eventually China comes out to the ring and it's Stacey Carter dressed as the, as the cat, like mini China. And they're oh. teasing that they're now a thing. Oh, I don't remember that going. Any- oh, well, let's see. Let's see if it happens on SmackDown. Let's find out. Over to you, Matthew Greggles. Spoiler, it doesn't. Uh, just to set people ahead, the. Uh, oh, God, what's this? <laughs> You're right. What, where am I getting from? Creative. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. It looked like a really important notice from our boss, but check. It's not that important. So here is the No Mercy rundown. Oh, sorry, Steve Austin. I want to say rundown there. Uh, the Dudleys. With a table gauntlet match over the other teams with nothing going on. TNA and Trish versus Lita and APA. Uh, Tat versus Lapa was called off as both members of APA are injured. So they did an angle instead where TNA stand tall. I know, science fiction now. Uh, Jericho lost the X-Pac in a sweet cage match. Absolutely lovely stuff there. Right to center defeated. Billy Gunn in China because Eddie got injured on the Raw before No Mercy and couldn't compete. So get more of RTC versus China. Uh, Austin got arrested while trying to kill Rikishi in a no-holds-barred match because he found the one hold he couldn't do, which was assisted murder. Uh, <laughs> William Regal defeated Naked Midian. It was like the last <laughs> and only mention of this character ever again. He got one very fleeting mention on the SmackDown before the pay-per-view, and that was enough. Uh, Los Condisadors beat the Hardy Boys to win the tag team titles. Uh, match had very little heat until Dos delivered the unprettier and everyone got the joke. Also, Dos hurt himself in a crossbody at the outside, so fair play for him for continuing the match. Uh, the biggest babyface of the company, Triple H, defeated Chris Benoit in an 18-minute match. Featuring Triple H figuring out the best way to beat the crossface is to no-sell it for 10 minutes, then nail him with a DVD. <laughs> of course the solution was staring us in the face the whole time <sighs> and then Kurt Angle defeated The Rock for the WWF title after Rikishi's interference backfired it was an awesome match it was a weird pay-per-view but the good bits were good and the bad bits were bad that gets us ready for Smackdown in Long Island New York 
and Valvina's somewhere crying because he can't do his bit anymore. <laughs> it doesn't really work. He goes, Long Island, or as they call it when I'm around, the 99 with a flake island. <laughs> Glass shatters for Austin, starting off SmackDown for the first time Wait! ever. Wait! Mm. You haven't done Widdy Woo, Widdy Woo. Widdy Wee? Widdy Woo? 99 with a flake and monkey's blood. Thank you. This is ready for SmackDown with the glass shattering. <laughs> but Austin, starting off SmackDown for the first time in forever. And the pop is so damn loud, you can barely hear Cole. Another reason to be happy for Austin's return. <laughs> Austin quietly and politely explains he was not trying to kill Rikishi at no mercy. He was simply offering him a lift after the show. However... Rikishi fell out of the trunk and couldn't get up. So Austin was simply backing up to go get help. He definitely was not trying to treat him like a speed hump. No. Austin is not the type of person to hold a grudge, and he refused to press charges against that no-good police officer for his behavior <laughs> against him. Austin says the only charge he is facing currently is littering, as that's what it's called when you drop a 420-pound piece of crap on the floor. <laughs> Anyway, after I cleared that all up, Austin made it to Raw and he promised Foley he wouldn't lay a hand on Rikishi unless provoked. <laughs> Until then, he's got him on a cage match on Raw. So Austin would absolutely hate it. I say, I say he'd hate it if Rikishi provoked him tonight. And that's the bottom line. This was a beautiful interview. Oh. That would have been so much better if it hadn't been for Cole going, I don't think Austin's being serious right now. I don't think... He no, I think he's being a bit silly right now, folks. This is Steve Austin. What a this weird is a, this is a silly bit. <laughs> Austin's not being serious when he says this bit. He he actually did try and kill Rikishi. Like, shut up. There's this, this... Cole's been doing this on SmackDown for a while now. And it's this this desire to to fill in every bit of silence. And I'm so glad that, you know, from all the, all the kick-ins that we give, like a lot of WWE TV at the moment, the one thing that the commentators do really well is shut the F up when they need to mm. and, and let a moment breathe. Like they don't add a, un, unnecessary noise. Here, like every time Austin pauses, it's Cole just yeah. going, hey, he's doing a bit. He's doing a bit. Like, Austin's like, shut I like up. to apologize to... Uh, Rikishi, what's Austin talking about? What are you talking oh. about? Why is he saying this? Totally sandwich, he'll tell you. Your prawn sandwich. <laughs> I thought this was a great banter-filled Steve Austin promo. We don't. I haven't seen this sort of Steve Austin in in a long time. I really, lo I loved the the way he put this together. How it was just like I wasn't. It was just 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 banter. I really enjoyed it, and like the, the fine for littering line was one I'd completely forgotten oh. about, and I loved it. Just oh, it was it was great. And then we're getting a cage match against them on Raw, which is a nice build to Raw. And uh, we even saw Rikishi watching TV as a normal person would, which I quite liked. He <laughs> should be end. watching the TV while he's in a car. <laughs> On a little TV, a little monitor next to the, yeah. like plugged into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, yes. And he goes, <laughs> and when he goes, Austin goes, Rikishi, I'm coming after you. Rikishi, <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> uh, Rikishi wearing his um, denim attire here, which looks so much better than the Moo I just think you wear this all the time. Like if you can wrestle in it, then even better. Cause it's such a cool look for Rikishi. Like the Rikishi, like the, like the, the fat wear, like all written on this top. And so, ah, oh, it's great. He looks so cool here. Then he puts the Moomoo on later. It, it does. <laughs> it, it's the Smackdown Moomoo. <laughs> Widdy wee, Widdy boo. After the break, too cool that Rikishi know how much they do not care for Rikishi's issues with Austin. Rikishi doesn't care for them because if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be too cool. Rikishi's got a point. Uh, They still should have gone for heel too cool like the Usos are the Roman Reigns today. Oh, Rikishi, man. That's not not very... uh, I'll try to get cool. references. That's not very cool of you. And he's just dancing and stuff. Isn't <laughs> but we support you, man. <laughs> like I, I, I just like the fact that they even acknowledged this. I was nervous that we weren't going to get the too cool Rikishi thing ever yeah. mentioned again. But I love the fact that like they're here and they're not, and they don't just immediately go, you're a bad guy now. You're a poo head. We don't want to talk to you. The fact that they're going, Hey, look, come on. You can talk to us. Like, like trying to like still go like, cause you know, we've been, they've been traveling buddies for a year. They're like, Hey, look, you could have, you know, let us in on this thing. You know, you've taken it too far. You've got to let it go. And Rikishi just going, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm done with you two. And I like that. I thought it was nice that they acknowledged it. I like it also how Too Cool were for a little bit trying to stand by their old mate, but didn't sort of go Uso and sort of follow him into oh, yeah. the into the darkness. You know, I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's funny, though, the idea of heel Too Cool. Well, I mean, like, that's how they started. The Hades. <laughs> Grab us a sec and... Scott you're reporting for duty, sir. You know, <laughs> stupid. And like he just cheats them with just disdain. So like he'll grab yeah. them by the scruff of their neck and throw them into a ring for a tag team match. Get in there. Fight for me. Yeah. Okay, boss. You've got it. <laughs> Don't sit on me. Uh, the Heidi Boys and Leader are here, the tag and women's champions. So on Monday Night Raw, they were supposed to take on El Contisadors, but Christian was still banged up from that handing on his shoulder at No Mercy. So instead, Edge took on Los Conditadores in a handicap match because, hey, between you and me, it's actually Aaron Aguirre and Christopher Daniels, and Edge has already talked them. So he's going to. It's cool. Handicap match, whatever. They'll just win the titles off them. It's fine. It's cool. Is it really? Yeah. And it's all part of the plan. It's a setup because they, I'm not sure if they paid them off or whatever, but they seem to be all right with the idea. Exposure. (laughs) That's what they're getting paid him. Ah. Um, so Edge is like, ah, how do you got much? It's all right, who cares? It's easy defense. Instead, the Contisadors finish off Edge with a twist of fate and Swanton to retain the. T- no, wait, hang on. Those Contisadors are played by the Hardy Boys tonight. Hopefully, that will play off. So they've retained one the title. Mick Foley then comes out, revealing footage showing Edge and Christian explaining the whole plot of the Los Cotisadores storyline backstage to Aaron Agea and Christopher Daniels going, look, we're going to play them tonight and then you're going to play them tomorrow and no one knows it's us. La, la, and because la, la, Foley la, 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 la. had barred DNC from challenging for tag titles, which is the reason for this whole storyline, he's going to accept this title change 
back the Hardys tonight. And that explains that. Unsure if they did this because of Christian's injury or more likely because this had gone on long enough. Um, it was all right for a little bit, for a month-long thing. Any longer, I think people would be pulling their hair out. This this made up for it. This is the climax. You're supposed to be going, I imagine. Wait, hang on. Who Who's else could... This doesn't make... Oh, that's the payoff. That's it explained. Oh, okay. Because they were only being subtle with the bits and edging Christian. Mm. Uh, going, oh, we're tired because we were running to the shops to get you some Mexican beer. You know, and all the stuff they were doing. And this was like the, oh, I get it. But I'm really sorry for the people who would like to update Wikipedia for everything wrestling, who then have to update. Oh. <laughs> we have so, to put that little amendment uh, in there going, this is what See below. <laughs> I, I know you're saying like, like Christian injured, they want to wrap this up. I wish they kind of pushed it a little, maybe a week longer. Like have Los Conquistadors win the titles and then leg it with the belts to which they go, uh, who, lost, who lost Conquistadors then? If Edge and Christian were them, but they've just lost the titles to them. Was, what's this all about? And then maybe okay. a week later, we reveal it as hard. Just a little something like we do like a summit to reveal who the who lost Conquistadors are. Like, and you you have Edge and Christian there, and they and Edge and Christian like reveal their whole dastardly plot themselves and go, no, we paid you to be us and do all that. And then they can reveal it was the Hardys. So who are the tag champions? Ooh, ah, give them to the, give them to the Hardys. But they did what they did. I thought it was done fine. Yeah. Would have been nice to have been a week longer. No, okay. I, I can see that. Maybe like uh, the opponents tonight, the Dudley boys show up as Los Cotisadors as well. Go right. Well, everyone's the Los Cotisadors. <laughs> Yeah, we, we found these as well. They do. We've got my Los, Los Conquistadors are us. Just everybody is Los Conquistadors. A Royal tag match where oh everyone is God. Los Conquistadors. That'd be amazing. The Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian in a, in a triple threat battle royal, all as Los Conquistadors, all trying to desperately not wrestle as themselves, but wrestlers like generic wrestler oh. A. <laughs> Just hell on earth. Oh, book it. Here comes Los Conquistadors doing a worm. But who is he? <laughs> now I've only decided that anyone in a mask, a Los Conditados mask, is now a tag champion. <laughs> and it's the free bird rule. Oh, God. And then the real Los Conquistadors can turn up. Yeah, the actual Los Conditados <laughs> in 88 show up. And be like, yes. What is this? We're never this popular. <laughs> in the Survivor Series, people are going, What? These guys got the end? <laughs> And then the killer bees show up and go, that's right. Yes. Time for some mass confusion. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> we are not engine Christian. Buzz, buzz. And not Los Condisados either. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Just be brilliant. Oh, yeah, engine Christian brilliant. be all the 80s tag teams. Oh, we're, yes. we're, the, we're the British Bulldogs, all right. Oh, no, wait, it was just here. That's a bit too close to the mark. <laughs> just taking time off. He's not very well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let Los Condisadors tell the people where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Leed and Wiggins, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> a small okay. mining pit known as Leeds. Small, near the small mining town of Manchester. From yeah. Leeds, Mexico. <laughs> Los Bulldogs. <laughs> Tonight, Mexico City, Mexico. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> I think we've fallen into one of our many pits. 
we end up landing in. <laughs> anyway, this all sets up. <laughs> set up? Oh, um, the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Dudleys are here because um, Lola speculates that the Dudleys, not being very bright, possibly think that the Hardys weren't Los Calistos all along. Even though Cole explains, no, no, sometimes as a Christian, it had nothing to do with them. Hardy Boys were just the Los Calistos that one time. But I like the idea of the, the Dudleys going, no, we don't get this. Hardy Boys, <laughs> you are Los Calistos, and we're going to take you on. And they're like, wait, wait. The Hardy Boys wrestled Los Calistos. Shut up. We don't know how you did it, but you're our enemy now because you beat us on tag team. But it wasn't us. That was for a shot at our titles. How can we shut up? It's such a delightful hot mess, isn't it? That would be, I, you know what? I, I agree with this. Should have said it one week. Just the duddies to knock. Someone explains to them, right? Look, Edgy Christian this week, the Hardy Boys last week, the tag champs today. Uh huh. So, how do the Hardys wrestle themselves? <laughs> We've booked this wrong. Someone's got like, someone's got a diary mixed up. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Just don't understand. Then, like, you know what? We're gonna put them all through tables. How about that? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, cool. That way, it's equal. Everyone's had a go then. Just to make sure, we'll put every tag team through a table. Just to make <laughs> even lowdown. Actually, we weren't even on this show. Hey, we don't I, care. Actually, don't worry about lowdown. <laughs> no one else does. Lowdown, come up. It was us all along. Oh, we were power and glory all along. <laughs> like there's no glory. Near power in you. Sour Here and you gory. Oh, <laughs> the Legion of Don't. <laughs> Jazz and Dilo, the Legion of Don't. Uh, uh, what's the point? <laughs> oh, want to push. What a rush to catering. <laughs> what a rush to metal. <laughs> the Legion of Doubt. Set <laughs> <laughs> the ring by their manager, Tiger Ali Singh. Yeah, we know. We're sorry. John! <laughs> Jazz and Dilo is the Legion of Doubt. <laughs> Dilo gets the dude on his shoulders and then Charles gets the top rope because of a burning hammer for two. <laughs> he pull up on motorbikes in Wembley oh. and Chaz has had too many sherbet dim dabs. Got those red and, ye those red and yellow kid cars that you see in gardens. <laughs> Smoky cars! Chaz gets out the wrong way and he gets stuck. Burns his leg, stays out the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the device doesn't even make heat. Oh, God. Chaz on top of a stepladder. I'll do it, I'll jump. <laughs> no one can I've had too many Sherman dip dabs, I'll jump. Legion of Don't, well, let's go to the Dudleys, right? Let's get them. Burning <laughs> Hammer or no Burning Hammer. 
oh, I love doing this podcast so much. It just, uh, it's, it's just like, it's a workout itself. It's just getting oh. the weird, the surrealness and stupidness of the thoughts I go through my head and saying to someone, goes, oh, God, you get it. <laughs> anyway, loud, we want tables chance from the very start. Loud, very loud, we, region, loud we region want, and don't chance. We, we want don't. <laughs> we don't want. We, do, we don't want. We don't want. Are you saying we want don't or we don't want? I was saying we don't want. I was saying we want don't. We we want don'ts. I was like, so you'd see a, a can I has cheeseburger meme from again 2009. We want don't. <laughs> oh god. Oh, you ever any some cool stuff? Other than the people who watch this or listen to this podcast who go, we want SmackDown. <laughs> Shut up! Christ's sake, get a back and hold yourself. Right, if you're listening to this, complain that we're not talking about SmackDown, right? Let me remind you, this is fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> this isn't behind a fucking paywall. This is free content. If you don't like it, don't listen. Yeah. Triple H. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Triple H on a media call all of a sudden. Yeah, look, just don't watch it if you don't like it. Yeah, it's like, to do, to quote an NFL analogy, if you don't like football, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> to quote OJ Simpson. All right. Jeff Lenz. <laughs> Jeff, what does he do? Jeff does some cool stuff and busts out a whisper in the wind to the outside. And you don't see that very often. The reason being, my God, is the splat loud when Jeff lands on the floor as much as it does on Bubba. It's awful, isn't it? Like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that very often. Just do it in the ring. That's fine. Uh, Bubba smashes Jeff until Matt gets a hot tag and is taken down by Devon. Bubba accidentally distracts the referee, so Devon lands his hanging reverse DDT, but Matt holds on to him, allowing Jeff to swant on him. And I thought that would have been a nice moment to end it, but it isn't. Uh, Matt gets the hot attack to Jeff, who's not appreciating all these big bumps. Was up headbutt to both Hardys and Devon get the tables, which is really hitting its peak at this point, but which is a really good job of building that up. And then Edgy Christian smash everybody with chairs because they're saltier than the Dead Sea after all these Los Conditadores shenanigans. So we are getting Ian C versus the Dudleys versus Hardys yet again, but after Los Conditadores, and the mighty tag team known as Low Down, I'm all right with it. Legion of Down. <laughs> Thank you for your thoughts, Tom. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. We get the main event next, which is WF World Champion Kurt Angle interview. Yes, please. To Lillian, he doesn't think it's fair. He has to defend his WF title twice in a week, and Steph thinks Foley should be impeached. What? Uh, Benoit then shows up and is surprised Lillian knows his name because Lillian botched on Raw and announced the winner of a singles match between him and Road Dog as Chris Jericho. Because all those Canadian Chris's look the same. <laughs> so Benoit says Lillian is going to accompany them to the ring so she can announce their names correctly when they win. I thought it was a nice moment. But who I like it. They? Who are they? I said they in the plural sense. No, no, I'll get to that in a second. But first of all, the WWF Slam of the Week <laughs> brought to you by THQ's Summoner. And they say only on PS2 for a game that's a PC port. <laughs> just saying just saying um, I never heard of this game uh, wait have I no I only vaguely remember seeing adverts for this game I've never played it the PS2 version of Summoner won GameSpot's award for best game story and amongst best console games in 2000 and the PC version won a few, fair few amount of awards as well but right now it's in that weird who owns the rights to it level of wait wait why am I even talking about it do you remember no. this game I, I, I tell you why I remember this game, because where I would end up working, was I working at game at this point or was it later in the year? No, I think I was, I think I'd started working at game at this point, oh. like a part time and some of the two around Christmas time, I seem to remember loads got traded in. I might, I maybe got my years wrong, but I know that we had a pre-owned bin at game that contained basically, um, under copies of old uh, of of old FIFA games of di- of the different years, under odd Pro Evolution games of different years, uh, Fantavision and Summoner Two. I seem to remember we had a lot of them, so it got traded in quite a bit at our place. So that is that's either a, a glowing endorsement of how people bought loads of it, or or a sad indictment of of how the fact nobody wanted to own it after they bought it. Yeah, I remember in the very short-lived magazine Arcade which is great. They had a section to get to like, uh, they go to a game place and say, what's a number one game that's been brought back in and the reason mm. for it. I remember um, GT 64 being there. And the number one reason was, uh, I thought GT stood for Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what it stood for, but it was not Grand Theft. Did um, you hear the GTA 6 announcement today, by the way? No. They announced it. Mm-hmm. We are getting Grand Theft Auto 6 in 2025. 
Is that a joke or is that no? Real? No, that's what that's what the <laughs> Rockstar has said. They're bringing it out in 2025. They're bringing it out in four years. Is this them saying, "Look, if you don't want crunch, that's all it's going to take to make the game yeah, by normal people"? That's that's what they're saying. I think they say, "Look, we're just going to oh. give it time, and we're going to put effort into it, and we're going to make it the best it could possibly be." But then, obviously, you've got people, the sort of the same cluster of people that went cyberpunk was ruined because they rushed it and they wanted the money, going, "Oh, four years, that's ages, God!" But then there's been some lovely comments of people saying, "Like, right, if it's coming out in four years, I want an exact replica of Earth, and I want to be able to walk into my own house <laughs> and live my same boring <laughs> life and live in my same loveless marriage." If it's going to take four years, I want a complete replica replicate what i've got now in that game wow just give That's us gta crazy. 6 london you cowards you know what is uh even funny is someone point out gta 5 came out for the ps3 <sighs> yeah it's a good game though it's still a good <laughs> game i played it and i realized it wasn't for me Okay, it's I've I've stopped playing these massive massive games like Red Dead Redemption or Cyber. I, I, it's not I like my games with a close enough uh, end screen where I can actually play it whilst doing the other things in my life. With, I do yeah. have one game that I'm gonna play for years, years. I say uh, is is this not gonna work? Give me it, give me it short and sweet. I kind of like the I kind of like GTA. <laughs> <laughs> As I hear, I kind of, I kind of like uh, GTA Five because it's one of those games that I, I think I've become a more casual gamer as I've got older, and I feel like it's one of those games that I just pick up and I can just sort of dick around, <laughs> dick around Vinewood for a bit, you know, run some people over, do a couple of missions, and then put away again, and maybe pick up again in like a week and a half's time. If my, you know, if I'm, if I'm chilling out on an evening, I might just have a little drive around, and and for as long as I've had that game on the PS4, like. I'm still finding stuff and that's a testament to how deep GTA five is. And you know what, if GTA six is going to take four years to be this incredible experience, then fine. I'm, I'm just as that is a very respectable time uh, to, in which to put the game together and, and do it at your own pace without, as you say, without crunch. Cause that's the thing that, you know, seems to ruin as one thing I've learned from uh, watching Matt McMuscle's videos I learned all about yeah. Crunch. Our friend, the captain, is yeah, I was here say, again. Captain Crunch appearing now. I'm like, oh no, this is not about cereal. <laughs> captain Crunch is here again. Like, yeah. <laughs> bless him. But yeah, so, yeah, so GTA 6, uh, 2025. Wonderful. By which point, by which point, if all is well, you and I will be into uh, the JBL title reign on the classic SmackDown review. Oh, God. I, I was wondering where you go with this. It's like, me and you, Matthew, will be two years into a loveless marriage. <laughs> I mean, we might be that as well. Um, but so yeah. Do you watch SmackDown? Oh, of course I do. Of course I, I do, agree, actually. prick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I was thinking of a happy, like, yay. We just watched, you said, we you just said watched wrestling. You said loveless. <laughs> <laughs> where you know a loveless marriage where you where you like you sit across from your partner and you you know you you go to say you know you, you go to say pass the cornflakes but you got your words mixed up and it came out as you stupid bitch you've ruined my life yeah it's that's the sort of thing i thought you were talking about i love that because we know all the same references <laughs> <laughs> my granddad said that one my but dad yeah. told me that one. Oh, is that, is that, is that, is that. <laughs> 
No, we, we'd find some way of filling it with love. Uh, we'd say things like, uh, on Raw, Jericho spilled coffee on Kane backstage. <laughs> yes, And he then did. apologized, saying, sorry about that. Hope it didn't burn you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kane. Sorry about the burns <laughs> coming in your face. Um, Kane then interfered in Jericho's match on Raw. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was THQ's Summoner, the RPG <laughs> for your feet. <laughs> what we don't know about that Kane bit is we didn't see what Kane had been up to that day. We just see Jericho pouring coffee on him and him flipping out. Like, I think Kane had probably had a really rough day up to that point. And that was just sort of like the icing on the cake. Like, he got up late, you know, he couldn't find his good shoes. Turned out one of them had been chewed by the dog. He left the house and stood in a puddle. He had to go and change his trousers again. He got to work half an hour late, only to find that he hadn't brought his keys with him. So he had to go back home, get the right keys, get back into to the building, at which point his boss calls him for a, for a meeting that takes an hour and a half, that it could have been an email. So he's tired at this point. He goes to uh, he goes to to lunch to buy a sandwich. He gets back to the office, realizes he's left his wallet on the on the counter at the sandwich place. He goes back. No one's seen his wallet. He has to ring and cancel all his bank cards. He then suddenly gets a, a text from a mate saying, "Hey, I was just in the sandwich place. I picked up your wallet." So now he's like, oh, "I've got all these cards. I don't need to cancel." So he goes back to work. He's late out coming back from his lunch break. His off his boss gives him a warning for coming back late. Yeah. Uh, he ends up uh, as he's trying to sort out some. Some, some make some space in his in his wardrobe in his cupboard at work. He ends up full load of papers falling on him, and he ends up spilling coffee on some important stuff. He mm. finally leaves about half an hour later than expected after cleaning up all the mess. Uh, he gets stuck in traffic because he takes a left instead of a right. Finally gets to the arena for WWF. He's just had a miserable day. Suddenly Linda calls him, chewing him out because he forgot to take the bins out in the morning. Uh, then she drops the bombshell. Oh, by the way, uh, my in-laws are coming to stay this weekend, but I was going golfing this weekend. Well, no, you have to cancel your golfing trip. For God, but I've, I haven't been for months. No, you're going to have to cancel it because they're coming to stay for the long weekend and you're going to be nice about it. Oh, boy. Hangs up on her. She calls back saying, why did you hang up on me? That sounded like, why are you be? Oh, just, I'm just, I've had a bad day. So, well, don't take it out on me. Good night. Hangs up. Then he goes, I'm just going to go get, just go get some catering. And there's Chris Jericho. Oh, hey, oh, sorry. Hope that coffee didn't burn you. Gone. That's it. That's the day that Kane had. Mm. No one saw that. They just saw Kane having coffee spilt on him and thought he flipped out. He's had a yeah. shitter of a day, that lad has. He has. He's had a rock salt flavoured day. <laughs> and that's just the, the extra bit of salt. I like to think it's Kane's taking it in his stride as well. So, For a while. Yeah, he's then... in his stride. So he's, he's, he can take a little bit of it. And he's like, as soon as he gets there, he wants, he wants that duck wrap in the meal deal section, but he goes there and they don't have duck wrap. They have that chicken mayo where it's two thirds mayo and one bit chicken, and he's like, "That's just, that's just too much mayo." I'd be okay if it was a third ingredient, but chicken mayo then mayo—that's just not what I want. I suppose I could scrape some of it off at the office. Yeah, and he gets there and he realizes they don't do cutlery thanks to that one incident with that one dude known as Fork Man, who we won't talk about ever again. And um, so he's like, "I'll have to use this bit of paper that came off the printer," and he hasn't looked at it. And then oh. so we go, Johnson! <laughs> Do you mean me? My name's Kane. I know your name's Kane. I'm, gonna call, I'm calling you a Johnson. Did you take the contract? Oh, the, my, the thing I just printed out for the Japanese investors around the corner to wipe off your bit of mayo. No. Did you just wipe mayo? Oh, sorry, with the- I'm sorry for calling you Johnson then. I, I apologize. And Kane just <laughs> 50 going, uh-oh. 
I'm going to put this in Dilo Brown's <laughs> basket where you put the, the bits of paper. His waste paper <clears throat> Look at Dilo's bin. Look at Dilo's bin. Look at <laughs> what are you doing? We do nothing, Dilo. <laughs> I like your new tag team, the Legion of Don't. Don't lie to me. All right, I don't like them. <laughs> You're rubbish. <laughs> They're rubbish. What did you say? Rubbish. I just got rubbish. back from Dulwich. <laughs> I said, look at Dilo's rubbish. And then John, the guy goes, oh, look over. No, not, not Chaz. His rubbish is burning. It's burning. <laughs> Chaz is Dilo's rubbish. Dilo, you had mayo as well. He's like, oh. <laughs> I'm spinning plates here. <laughs> Quite He's literally. Like, oh no, I forgot my meal. The meal deal part of the meal deal consists of the sandwich, my stack of jacks, because I'm losing, I'm watching my weight. Because uh, nobody else will watch my figure. And I don't have a drink. I paid full price. I paid more for these two things than I did the meal deal itself. It's a meal without the deal. But I don't, a meal steal, more like. A meal steal. Steel spelled S-T-A-L, not like made of metal. In case, in case you're hearing the audio version of this on a podcast 20 years later. But who would do that? Whilst well, playing GTA 6. You know what? I'm so just... What? I'm so just... Why did I hear that? Who's that voice? Was that you, what? D-Lo? No, What's I'm it? being savagely beaten up by the boss because he thinks I'm... I'm wearing this contract with Mayo. Oh, that's right. I did that. I dubbed you in. What? Nothing. <laughs> You know what? I'm so thirsty, but I don't wanna, I, on principle, I don't want to pay for more drink. So on I principle. think I'll go drink hand sanitizer instead. <laughs> it sounds mm. like free I mean, booze. It, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Tizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a wonderful day in the world of Kane. <laughs> oh, Kane. Kane! <laughs> oh, there's my name. Are you drinking from the. That, yes. Again. Why why are you doing that? Well, I put my hand in my mouth, but it was dirty. And I don't have any mouthwash. So instead I you drink hand. Oh, you know what? That kind of makes sense when you put oh, like that. No, no. What would have happened is they'd have drank hands, he's drank hand sanitizer. <laughs> and they'd have gone, okay, quickly, everybody in the main room, right? As part of a new initiative to stop alcoholism in the workplace, we're doing breathalysis. Oh no! Just drink hand sanitizer. They'll never believe me. Uh, boss, I have to go to the toilet. Okay, okay. You don't have to declare. You have to go to the toilet. You idiot. You in your thirties? Could I go? Boss, I need a poo. Just go. Just go. Phew. Wow, what a sweaty adventure it is for Kane. I think I'll make it out in one piece. Let me go downstairs. Do 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 do. Walking noises. Do do do. It's like the Stanley Parable. And I get all the way there. Huh, that wasn't too bad of a day, to be honest with you. I got Dino Brown savagely beaten up. I've I had a rotted meal deal. I left it upstairs. Oh well. Maybe I can get a drink here from this free drink section. There's my friend Jericho. Oh, I hope I hope you bought copies of his album Fuzzy. It's my cat's favorite album because whenever I need it to leave and go outside, I put that on and the little fucker runs like the wind. Uh, oh, he hasn't seen. Hello, Jips. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have a, a guy on my podcast. He's going to talk about coffee not being real. It is real. It's all over my bloody skin. 
Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> that is either the, the, an episode of That's Gotta Be Kane or the plot of Falling Down starring Michael Douglas. <laughs> I hate that film. Oh. Are we supposed to sympathise with Michael Douglas? Yes. Because everybody I know who watches that film on my Facebook friends list posts it, seeing Falling Down can relate to Mike. He's an asshole. He's a flaming, <laughs> flaming All I want is a, 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 a meal off your, your breakfast meal. Say, sir, it's after 12, 10. It's actually quarter past 12. It's not even like two minutes past. It's well after <laughs> But I want the the breakfast book. Well, we don't do them anymore. We it's to encourage people to come to us for the morning time when people are driving to work past our stuff. Right, that's it. I'm gonna shoot the lot of you. Like this guy's a dick. As someone's <laughs> been in retail, Michael Douglas is a dick in that film. I'm gonna get shot. How much is this? One dollar. You evil Vietnamese pig. Like, what the f- <laughs> What? People, a whole generation of people watch that film and went, Michael Douglas is right. <laughs> F you, go somewhere else. <laughs> Duff kid. Anyway, that was the coffee segment. <laughs> Colonel XB gets to work. Customer's always wrong. Thank you, Colonel XB. Pick, pick, pick it out of that lot. <laughs> yeah, there's your fill. If you had the holiday books, you might want to cancel it. There's a lot to go through there. <laughs> speak. Can you not just do a little football thing? For ca- no, no, all right, cool. You have me that way, dude. I'm like, that's right. Ivory is out next as part of the right to censor. Ivory's not part of the right to censor, Matthew. Have you skipped a page? No, this is her debut promo as part of the right to censor. And she says the exact same things as right to sense always say well she joined the... she joined on monday though this is a debut promo it is a debut promo but she Aha. joined on monday she was silent but deadly on raw mm-hmm. but this is her first time talking and she does a very good impression of an uptight grandma type she very certainly good does ivy looking evil with the first eyebrows and going oh the moral ambiguity is declining and all that crowd eating it up and she insists though again RTC, the evil heels. The WWF will continue to exploit the women of the WWF as just sex appeal and eye candy. Yeah. uh, (laughs) What an evil heel saying these untruths. (laughs) Uh, Ivory takes issue with The Rock's thoughts on pie. And uh, she says pie several times. The crowd cheering every time pie is brought up. And I just want to point out, I had never heard anyone in anything be referred to as pie before the WWF. I thought the pie in American pie was a metaphor. Yeah, I've I didn't I've never heard it until Rock started talking about poontang pie. Um I don't know whether Rock invented it. Maybe it's like a certain certain parts of America they all call it pie. I never called it pie before this. Doesn't make sense. maybe it doesn't translate because you hear like oh mom's apple pie in American land, but I hear pie and I think oh steak and kidney, <laughs> nothing sexual <laughs> about the steaks or the kidneys on a woman. So uh, and anyway, uh, the Rock shows up. It's a bit surprising, <laughs> and boy does I feel like a guest star in the TV show known as WWF Mid Card. Oh, it uh, does, doesn't it? It's like Rock, what are you doing here? That's mental. No. Really, why are you here? Uh, 
Rock wants to know why these guys have the right to say what people should think and watch. Oh, there we go. And then The Rock asks them, sorry, sorry, she asks Ivory, do you like pie? Ivory says, we're not just incredible edibles for you, The Rock. <laughs> Shining was wonderful. <laughs> we're not just food for you, Rock. And this brings out China. So China speaks on behalf of all the women who don't want to hear self-righteous librarian go on and on. That was a good line. It gets a bit sad in hindsight when Ivory says, China, you're being exploited. Posing nude doesn't make you beautiful. It makes you cheap. Uh, this was the same week as the China documentary on Vice. And it yeah. was grim seeing that and then going back and going, oh, God, she There's was a exploited. There's a line that Ivory says where she starts saying, we're not pieces of meat. We're all beautiful women. To which the crowd in 2000 react with, <laughs> and it doesn't age well at all. No, you are pieces of meat. Like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Out uh, comes the rock and, and China's new friend. I was going to say, wait, who do you think would be on this in this three person? T- That's right. Of course. Who other? Who else? Who else going to be other than the ass man cometh? And he's eating pie, <laughs> like an actual <laughs> pie on a plate. Let's rev up the merengue machine. I know writers use symbolism, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Gun eats the pie and says, hey, I like pie. And the only thing that saves this is we've got a great camera shot of all of Right to Censor face palming in disgust. It's yeah. a really good camera shot because... Stephen's right in the middle there. He's like, oh, his head is in his hands. Bull looks disgusted and Val looks like he's, well, seen anybody do anything right now in 2021. And uh, he goes, right, that's it. The right to censor are challenging all three of you to see how deep your conviction is. And uh, that's later on tonight. So I can't <clears> wait <throat> for the inevitable to happen and Billy to get injured backstage yet again and be replaced I have plate of pie. <laughs> now, this bit, um, what I like about this is we are seeing the Rock and Billy Gunn interacting once again. Um, funny because the Rock hated working with Billy Gunn. <laughs> There's not many people that you hear about the Rock just like not being up for working with. Billy Gunn is on that very short list, and in Bruce Pritchard's podcast. Um, Bruce says, like, The Rock was never against, um, you know, moving down the card to, to allow room at the top. It was more a case of he he looked at Billy Gunn and said, I've got to get that guy over. <laughs> and that was where The Rock <laughs> had issue and did what he could with him. And it never panned out. And there's always been that weird little relationship between The Rock and Billy Gunn. So to see them mixing it up like this, I was just like, I can imagine The Rock hates every every bit of this, <laughs> every bit of what's going on here. Well, I think The Rock's okay with this because it's like, no, no, this is mid-card, Billy. This isn't, God, we hope Ass Man is main event uh, pay-per-views in 99. True. And Rock's like, no, you ain't. No, we, <laughs> we like you, Billy, but we like you at the mid-card. All right, we don't like main event, Billy, good. You know. That's a good shout. Yeah, and I, I'm all right with that. Like, Billy Gunn coming out and eating pie and knowing his place. That, that's absolutely fine. No problem. Mm. Billy Gunn going, can I get, can I make the pinfall tonight? And the challenge that, no, <laughs> stop talking. Do a 180, leave the room. Thank you. So 
Nice. Well, that's our that's our match later on. It four, that is our match four later on, on the main three. event, but it's a nice little segment there. Getting Ivory, Ivory's uh, debut promo proper. She does that that gimmick very well because she's usually a gobshite, mm. but she's putting that to good measure. Her ability to look miserable and yeah, does have that evil. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Like old films you watch, it's like spoke when speaking to young child, mm-hmm. whipping with a ruler type. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Backstage, Rikishi is still yelling at Too Cool. So Foley has to interfere. Was he yelling the entire time? That's mm. great. All this match has been going on. All these weird tangents have been occurring on the SmackDown podcast. And Rikishi is just being unleashing insults. On shouted cool. at him. I wonder whether that has gone on for about half an hour. Yeah. Rikishi's <laughs> sweating. Let me tell you what. That time when Too Cool, you forgot your wallets and I had to pay the toll. <laughs> what? When was that? You know, last September. What? So anyway, it's a handicap match main event tonight. So that should be a tough match for Too Cool. Hopefully, Grandmaster Sexy brought his lugs sock of the week. <laughs> it's the it's the boot of the week. If it was a, unless lugs are branching out into socks now. <laughs> All the feet uh, accessories. <laughs> Keith Keith Lug has gone right. We've covered the shoe market. Well, what else do we need? If only there was a way that we could, you know, shut out some more of our, our foot-based competitors. Somebody suggests, well, here's an idea. Why don't we get into the sock business? They're like, no, <gasps> surely not. Could we do it? You have to put those on before you put the lug thing. It won't oh. work unless those match. Lugs on lugs. <laughs> Wear your lugs over your lugs. <laughs> it's lugs all the way down. <laughs> and the look sock of the week is Dimalenko distracting Road Dog so Chris Benoit can get a win. I forgot about these two getting back together, but Malenko post hottie and pre leader is a blur. So tonight, to set the score, Triple H and old friend Road Dog will be taking on Chris Benoit and his friend who is old, Dean Malenko. Oh, but I like seeing Dean and Benoit back together. And I also enjoyed the lesser spotted Triple H and Road Dog tag team entrance. Yeah. We're not DX, but we're not enemies either. (laughs) Rekindling old flames. What? (laughs) Did I get that right? I think I've I've already heard people say that, so I'm going to say that myself. (laughs) Yes, they make for strange bed full of... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, (laughs) Crunch and Munch, Honda and Subway... All together, sponsor Lillian Garcia getting Chris Benoit's name right. Mm. <laughs> Subway Honda Munch. And Triple H is best. Go on, Tom. I'm just laughing at Subway yeah. Honda Munch. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Triple H is very over. He's mm-hmm. more over than the tuner in Subway right now. Uh, keep it topical. Malengo doesn't want to wrestle Road Dog, so tags in Benoit. So Rodog hilariously bows his legs to hype up the tag to Triple H and dances. And then tag. Rodog known his part very well. <laughs> uh, Triple H pounds away on Benoit and the noise is loud. They really did achieve the dream that we were mocking them for a few weeks ago. God, they're turning Triple H baby face. That'll never work. Well, mm-hmm. egg on our face and coffee on our face. Oh, sorry, Kane. Because Triple H is definitely over as a babyface in this part of the world, 2000. 
I'm sure it'll last. <laughs> Malenko and Dog finally have their showdown, and we get even more bow leg dancing. Row Dog is feeling it tonight. Dino reverses the shake, rattle, and roll into a Texas cloverleaf, but the master of 10 holds, Road Dog, <laughs> turns it into a small package. But then, who else other than Perry Saturn shows up to cheap shot Road Dog from behind so Malenko can cloverleaf Dog for the win? So, yes, this is the third time Malenko and Saturn have got back together on TV this year. Triple H then wipes out Saturn and Malenko post-match, so clearly it'll be their best run ever. <laughs> Triple H fears Saturn. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think, Tom? <laughs> um, I like that Malenko got the tap-out win for all it was worth. <laughs> Malenko tapped out Road Dog. That was that was good. That was a, a glimmer of hope. Yeah. But, yeah, like um, Triple H just battering everybody. <laughs> was a sad sign um and especially when you consider that like what's about to happen with triple h like can't make him look weak ever just in case uh but they did achieve the dream um he is now like unstoppable he is as a baby face at least but that's about but then that's not gonna last much longer yeah, it's so weird in height. Well, we'll get to that as it comes along. Oh, this will be a 10 hour podcast. But yeah, together again, Saturn and Malenko. It's so weird. Kurt is still upset. So Steph gives him a motivational speech. Kurt is all happy and great and appreciates Steph's wise words. Coincidentally, Stephanie is the new writer for WWF. Not sure if I mentioned that at some point. <laughs> oh, you hadn't mentioned that. Welcome to the team. Yeah. TNA are hanging out in the APA's office. As it turns out, Crash Holly was ordered by the APA to look after it while the APA is out nursing their injuries. And Crash Holly is not happy with TNA doing this, so he challenges them to a match. They laugh. And why wouldn't they? So I like the TNA uh, APA feud carrying on, and they make the most of that little injury thing that they no mercy. They've actually taken control of the office. They are the TAPA. I like that. That's a nice little touch. Tapper. <laughs> tapper, tapper, tapper. Lady Tapper coming soon. <laughs> Who remembers Lady Tapper? I don't know, but in Spain, they have Lady Tapper uh, to eat whilst drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what that is. Is about. that what one tapas is called? Yes. The singular of tapas. Oh, I think. Oh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not massively hungry, but I'll have. A, I could probably have a little nibble on something. I think I'll just have a tapper. Yes. <laughs> Ew. They say in Spain. Outfit one tapper. One tapper. What one tapper? That's yeah. How tapper. much is one this tapper? Is food. The food is the tapper. How much is one tapper? A ball of your finest tapper. <laughs> Here's Kurt Angle <laughs> and Steph, and they're really stacking the card this week. Middle of the show, Kurt Angle, though. No, but we've had Austin to start, then Rock, then Triple H, now Kurt again. No, I'm all right with it, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Angle understands the Long Islanders may be upset because the Islanders and Billy Joel have both sucks since 83. <laughs> <laughs> 
Angle is upset that he has to wrestle his mighty opponent tonight. That legendary legend, the highest of the high, no one tougher. The Brooklyn Brawler. But you know what? <laughs> Kurt Angle will do it because he's a champ. Then Mick Foley's music plays. Oh, that's nice of Foley to allow the Brawler to use his music. Oh, it is Foley. <laughs> Mick points out that Long Island ain't Brooklyn. It's Long Island, New York. And crowd cheers. And he knows this because he was born in Long Island, New York. Crowd cheers again. So instead, Angle will take on a more presentable wrestler here in Long Island, New York. Cheers. Proud Islander, Chris Jericho. <laughs> and it is a white hot match with the crowd going lugs <laughs> at every move and counter that these two throw at one another. Jericho blocks the Angle slam. Jericho gets it slapped, but is able to counter into the walls of Jericho. New champ crowd cheering like crazy, but... Oh, push a alliteration there. New, possibly new champ champ crowd. crowd you know, in my head, I was like, the crowd cheering like crazy. We're going to get a new champ. Well, I've written it so badly, it didn't read like that. The new, new champ crowd. Mm, <laughs> new flavor of lugs. <laughs> you got... No, what, no. His cane his cane to ruin things because he's still boiling hot with coffee goodness. And he stops the walls of Jericho and the potentially new champ by going to the top rope and jumping off and onto Jericho for the DQ. Unsure why Kane felt the need to jump off the top rope. But- yeah, that was he could have just run in and booted him in the heat. Like um, he was he was up for going three quarters of the way across the ring, like ricochet Kane yeah. <laughs> to try and get Chris Jericho with the backwards Kane line. Yeah. I mean, I admire the, uh, I admire the creativity, but you could have just got away with doing a, uh, just a standard running with a boot lad. I'm so mad at you. I'm going to jump off the top rope, land on my feet and then close like you. <laughs> <laughs> Kane only saves up for his maddest opponent. <laughs> Gain the joke sounds Jericho as Lawler is the sane one explaining to Cole, no, it's not just about coffee, you peanut. It's about Kane not liking to be burnt by hot things. That's his entire gimmick since he started in 97. Shut up, Michael Cole. Yeah, because Cole, sorry, I think a thousand stuff there. That Cole has been going, I don't understand. It's just coffee. But we, as we've discussed, it's not about coffee. There's a bigger, there's a bigger story afoot there. As we know, we've talked about it extensively. We have, we have. But what does he mean by this? <laughs> and then, uh, speaking of weird stuff that I do want to elaborate, and never mind the stuff that's easy to think about, something that really needs elaborating on. Survivor Series 2000. It's sponsored by a video game. Do you know, without looking, what the video game was? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, Might and Magic. Heroes of Might and Magic. Three yeah. DOs, Warriors oh. of Might and Magic. Oh, I was close. I was close. That that sounds like something that could have sponsored Survivor Series 1995. 3DO is still kicking around. Which is oh, but they did Army Men, didn't they? They've been doing the army yes, men games. Yes, but that this is the, like the only non-army, not army men again. God, um, non-army men game that they made, I think, in the year <laughs> two thousand and Tars the one, and until they pegged it. Not like that. I mean, they died. And Warriors of Might and Magic by three D. I just, I, I really took me by surprise. Of all the games, of all the companies to be pushing something like this. I'll move <laughs> on because it clearly did have the same effect. Uh, Albert takes on Crash Holly. 
as Cole reminds us that Crash has beaten Albert before. And Lotta says, yeah. And he was so happy he was doing backflips under his bed. <laughs> Tremendous line. <laughs> the hardcore champion Steve Blackman is shown watching this match like uh, Boris Johnson. And my God, Steve Blackman's pecs. He looks good, doesn't he? He looks in good nick. It's a, yeah, he's, he's, in, he's, he's been in drinking good, his milk. He's been in good nick lungs. all his life. Though. Like in the 80s, he, was a, he looked like a beast. God. And while Albert bounces crash, Cole lets us know the ratings for Raw were the highest on TNN ever. I think this is why they've stacked up Monday Night Raw so well uh, for this upcoming one with the Rikishi versus Austin match because they're going to keep that newfound friend of theirs, TNN, as happy as ever. Mm. What we always does, they re- go really heavy and hot the first few weeks and then they go, ah, all right, let's calm down now. <laughs> and Albert no-sells crashes sticks, so he does the Steve Blackman swishing, but then gets bonked out immediately. That was a funny bit. I like that. Yeah. Uh, a, a tornado DDT gets two. Crash uses a fire extinguisher, but Albert blocks it with the steps. He hides behind it, which was a nice effect, and then suplexes Crash to win. Inoffensive use of Crash Holly here. I like Crash at the moment. Like I'm glad that he's back in the mix because he's, he's such a fun character to have, and I like the idea of the APA being away and him sort of trying to protect what's theirs. Like, just... And take it dead seriously as well, despite the fact he's getting a shoe in every time. I like to think this will keep up until the APA return and then the APA just batter TNA. And I think Crash will probably end up getting battered by them as well because that's how this thing, these things tend to work. Um, but I have enjoyed I have enjoyed Crash's work here. I did enjoy and I hope to see more of it. I'm trying to remember whether or not he plays more of a, a pertinent role in the weeks to come in this feud with Tess and Albert. And I can't quite remember. So maybe I can't quite remember either, Tom. I look forward to finding out. <laughs> Only on Call of Classic Smackdown Review. And, you know, and nowhere else. Work. Yeah, it's got nowhere else. Nowhere else. Uh, Actually, they've only just put the episodes of Smackdown that we're watching onto Peacock. Oh, so it really was. Mm, so up, up, until, up until recently, it was the only place to find out. But uh, I had a message from a couple of people saying that like the 2000 episodes are of SmackDown are back on Peacock now. So they can people can watch the episodes that we're banging on about. So if you're new here, hello. Welcome from Peacock. Oh, <laughs> what, a stupid, what a stupid system <laughs> that yes. Peacock is. Can't wait for it to happen over here. No, don't say that, Tom. It's going to BT Sport or someone's going to do it, aren't they, over here? Or Sky is going to buy it back for like pennies and go stick it on Sky Plus. It's going to happen. Mm. I know. I know. It's going to happen, though. Or they'll wait and just wait, wait until Disney buys it all and they'll just chuck it all on, on Disney. Yeah. Actually, when Pe- if Peacock ever goes international, chances are we'll just get the Peacock one, won't we? Yeah, I don't be, think yeah. Peacock's international at the moment. No, because it's like NBC is the peacock. And like, what's NBC again? Mm, exactly. Is that the net? Right, doesn't mean anything to us, pal. Sorry. I noticed that DAZONE is over here now. I didn't know if it was before, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I boot up the PlayStation and new apps will appear, like Pluto TV that popped up recently, which is like this weird TV service of really random channels, like one that shows non-stop episodes of Dog the Bounty Hunter, and one that shows non-stop episodes of Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Mario Brothers, and one that shows like gameplay of, of video games, and one that shows like videos of cats exclusively. Like it's a weird TV service. And obviously all we do now is watch the cat channel. Um, obviously. Which, which Pablo loves. He loves watching them. Actually, I haven't put his bird video on in a while. I might do that in a bit. Oh. So Maybe for the just... next tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's five a good minutes to do it in that case. 
Uh, I think the only ones I'm watching now are Crunchyroll, just to get nice. my One Piece fix out of the way. But yeah, there's just a lot of TV to watch if you're that way inclined. There really is a lot going on. Yeah. Especially here on SmackDown, where last week in Phoenix, New York, WF got a pat itself on the back by giving an award to the Wish Fund, sorry, receiving an award, I should say, for from the Wish Foundation for all of The Rock's hard work. I could, but good work. It's nice to see a wrestler as well known as The Rock going out and being nice to these kids, unlike some of the people. Or he's a bastard. <laughs> well, that's that's true. But <laughs> John Cena became the world record holder for Make a Wishes, didn't he? he did, he's, yeah. done, he's done the most Make a Wishes. Lovely guy. Top man. If only yeah. we could see him. If only we could. I'm hyped for Spirit Squad. Not Spirit Squad, you idiot. Spirit Suicide. Squad! Oh, no. Suicide John! Squad 2. John! Cena! Capaldi. Cena in the Spirit Squad! <laughs> The voice of Sylvester Stallone, and we are the Spirit Squad <laughs> 2. <laughs> have you seen He's the trailer a- for that? I have, yes. Uh, and I'm my friend said, you, you watch it, and I went, oh, because Cena's in it. All right, because I'm the wrestling guy. He goes, no, 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 there's a bit in that I'm, I'm, you're like. I went, all right. Because I don't watch trailers. I genuinely try to avoid them because I don't see the point. But then uh, I watched it. It goes, oh, yeah, Cena looks good in it. Okay, Stallone doing the voice of the shark. All right. Oh, Peter Capaldi's in it. He's a yeah. villain or something like, oh, great, that's awesome. And he goes, no, I keep oh, I like Peter Capaldi. He's like, no, I keep watching. And then Starro showed up. I was like, yay! <laughs> a really old comic book villain. Brilliant. Wow, what does he do, Matthew? What's his motivation? He's a big starfish from space. <laughs> I am a stupid person, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I, I'm, I, I was won over by their use of the song Dirty Work. In the trailer, I'm a fool to do, do your, your dirty work. Oh, yes, <laughs> they won me Dan. over with dirty work with Steely yeah. Dan. Well done, lads. Rikishi speaks to Coachman, and he's evil and rotten. And he's the coachman still wearing a muumu and a thong. Who, Coachman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coach. yeah, Rikishi says, No, no, you have to dress like me and uh, <laughs> talk to me. Right. So Coachman went and did it. And then she's like, ah, You're an idiot. I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. Right. <laughs> why, why did you do that, Rikishi? And he goes, I'm a bird man. <laughs> I did it for the shock. <laughs> I did it to get my jocks off. <laughs> I did it for the jock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rikishi, Rikishi goes to um, the arcade. <laughs> oh, let me see. Guess where he's going. And uh, he goes on those, you know, those machines that give you the tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they give you the tickets, so like you, you yeah. play like Time Crisis, and then you get you get tickets for playing it. So he wins like a hundred tickets. And time crisis, and then he goes to like this game. We have to throw the balls into the poop, and he gets like another hundred tickets out of there. Okay, and uh, he goes. There's a Flappy Bird arcade machine. He plays that, and he gets another hundred tickets out of there. He's got three hundred tickets, and uh, he says, uh, "I want, I want that up there. I want that, that, uh, <laughs> I want that timepiece on the wall." Oh, I see. Go on. <laughs> so, like, so Rikishi, why were you playing Time Crisis in Flappy Bird? <laughs> I did it for the clock. <laughs> I 
Lady of Doubt. Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas, why are you getting so mad that you can't have the breakfast special at not McDonald's? Why are you getting your... What's that you're getting out? I did it for the Glock. <laughs> I'm having an unhappy meal. <laughs> Chris Jericho presents Chef Boyardee beef ravioli. He does uh, as well. On an advert where he's on a desert island and then some badass dude's like, I'm here to rescue you, Jericho. And he's like, why would I need rescuing? I've got my beef ravioli. <laughs> why <laughs> do I, want <laughs> I never want to leave this island because there's, there's attractive women and beef ravioli. <laughs> Cans of beef ravioli. <laughs> It'd be yeah, all right. Where, how have you cooked it? <laughs> you have to microwave it. You just have to keep on spilling beef ravioli on things. No, that's it. Oh, I've good, good job. I've got this chef by our deep beef ravioli, and I am the Ayatollah of eating stuff on an island Ola. I don't think there's anybody behind me. I haven't looked. Whatever. Turn beef ravioli over cane. Oh no, not again. Can we can we go back to that island like a year later where like five of the women have been eaten and Chris Jericho sat there bloated, like with Tins of beef ravioli. Looking like it is now. Yeah, like, just looking at oh, that's mean. Looking like pale and disheveled and like eyes wide as a helicopter flies over. And the guy goes, have you changed your mind, Chris? Yes, please take me up. I didn't think the novelty would ever wear off, but it clearly did. No, I, I, like, I like the idea. He's like, no, go away. Just like <laughs> throwing the empty cans of the helicopter. <laughs> Just eating somebody's arm. Oh, it goes God. well with the ravioli. Oh. That was oh. filmed in the Bahamas, by the way. Yes. That's the oh, only fact Leslie. I could find out about it. Leslie, you were a bad dancer, but you were a delicious main course. <laughs> Let's just say that we've eaten her and she's in our stomachs. <laughs> right, to censor take on Team Pie. Next. Yay. China heads to the ring, and next to her, there's a sign that says "C Senor" because there's a Los Condisados fan. <laughs> and I did think with the idea, maybe they could have had Los Condisados join right through censor, you know, to give them credibility. It'd be like, "What do you think of this?" And it's copy of Playboy, and they go, "No, Senor." <laughs> right to censor. <laughs> right day censor. <laughs> right to censor. Pound away on the rock. As Cole says, they complain about all the senseless violence, but they engage in it themselves. Yeah, the rest, the wrestlers, the wrestlers. <laughs> you, oh. <laughs> Los Condisadors were luchadors dressed up as wrestlers, pretending to not be them. Michael Cole is a novice pretending to be a commentator. I swear to God. I know. Are you all right, Tom? Yes. I was fine. I just got a message that I had to quickly reply to. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I've done it now. All good. Um, what do you think of... Now, I found it hard to read in this match, right? Because I'm going into this knowing that The Rock dislikes working with Billy Gunn. 
you make again, you make I a think, go on. You, you make a salient point about the fact that he doesn't mind working with Billy Gunn in the mid card. Like he's happy to visit the mid card. Like yeah. he's happy to come to Billy Gunn's house, but he doesn't want Billy Gunn staying yeah. in his house. Perfect. Right. So it's that. So because I was trying to watch this match and sort of read the body language between the two, like whether like, the, like how if the Rock was ignoring Billy Gunn or whatever. But they're both very stoic as characters, and the Rock in his, Rock as a character himself is very stoic. Still at this point, there's not much in the way of like anything getting through that veneer so it looked like they didn't like each other but then i guess the rock doesn't like anybody that's the whole thing in it yeah and the rock's yeah. okay team up with china at this point but billy Gunn's like mm-hmm. yeah okay but if anyone asks he's your friend mm. all right I, I don't know him but my name's billy yeah, exactly <laughs> uh oh Lola gets a good a good lineup on uh Uncle going, your brain works like a parachute. It works best when it's open. China tags <laughs> in and wears out Venus, like Venus wore out his welcome last year in the main event scene. Uh, Billy Gunn tags in to the mildest of pops. Yeah. It's his first time doing anything since coming back, other than get hurt or eat pie, so you can't blame the crowd. I mean, I don't know why they... It came back to a monster pop, remember? It was an unexpectedly huge pop. And then all he's been all he's done is look like an idiot since. He's been Billy Bitch Cakes. So I re-put your soap. Uh, Bull Buchanan hits an awful South African suplex on Billy for two. It all smudges out until it's finally the dream match of Bull versus The Rock. That's right. The Truth Commission versus The Nation. Yay! Finally. <laughs> uh, Bull Buchanan takes a sharpshooter and taps out instantly. <laughs> no people's elbow or rock bottom. A bit weird. Yeah, this kind of like the, the rock was kind of half speed here, and and it's it kind of I don't know whether it's more of a a a, a, a punctuation mark about an, exc- an exclamation point rather about where like the the mid card versus main event scene is. The fact that the rock can beat Bull Buchanan with essentially a, a, a sort of transitional move in his arsenal. Yeah. Like, look, I'll wrestle Billy. It's like, no, no, why don't you team up with Billy? I'll wrestle Billy. (laughs) Or is it telling a story that whilst Kurt Angle is equipped as a submission expert, The Rock is also equipped as a submission expert, thus winning a match with a submission move? And they could show clips of the build-up to Rock versus Angle 2, where it's like, look, Rock does know submissions. He knows the sharpshooter. He beat Bull Buchanan with a sharpshooter, (laughs) and Angle go, <laughs> say that again? No. No, I'm go having, on. I, I want to laugh at it a second time. I won't say anything. Be here with what? <laughs> he beats a uh, beat Bobby Cunningham in the shop. <laughs> uh, I laugh at you, even though you barely said it. <laughs> I might be giving them too much credit, to be fair. Yeah. I think I'm getting too much credit. No, I think you are right, though. They do need, when they do these video packages, footage of people mm. doing the stuff that they're hyping them up to do but yeah I think Rock's like I'm not going to give you the people's elbows rock bottom this mid-card match but I hope for the crowd's sake that there was a post-show rock save and beat down on somebody and give it the Rikishi or somebody I'm sure they sent the fans home happy anyway yeah. like they yeah. refunds <laughs> everybody got the refunds yeah. <laughs> well it's on the Observer about the ECW show they did recently and they said uh, yeah sorry you know we advertise Rob Van Dam but he's not here and they're like, what? Boom. Oh, just that straight. Sorry, to make up for that, everyone who's got a ticket tonight, you can get a you get a free entry to the pay-per-view. 
like <laughs> a week or so and so's time. I think it was one that would be Massacre at 34th Street, I think. And I'm like, yay! But the observers saying the ticket's not selling very well then. If you're able to give an entire crowd's worth yeah, uh, free tickets That's, this thing, that then. says something about the state of the tickets rather than yeah, you know, than as a goodwill gesture. That's yeah. but that's guess Paul Heyman one hundred and one, isn't it? Uh, no, he was, wasn't he? Didn't he not turn up at the end? No, uh, no, no. That's like like months later, but like this oh, is around this right. period, so it would have been just RVD was like, I think the thing was, it was like I'm not getting paid, so so I'm not turning up. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's it's very Paul Heyman one hundred and one, isn't it? Accentuate the positive, hide the negative. For him to go right, Rob's not here, but oh, you all get free tickets to Massacre on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, the show that's not selling very well because Rob's not there either. Hooray. Yeah, free tickets to Massacre at the box office. <laughs> but from one street to another. Yesterday at Wall Street, the WWF went public, meaning they said, "Yeah, it's all fake." Yeah, uh, no, they went public on the Wall Street. Uh, thingy didn't say very well, did I? And they had a ring on the actual Wall Street, the physical street, with a giant crowd and even some matches. It looked absolutely crazy. Uh, I've got a fan cam of this, which is them giving speeches and talking and be like, haha, in this great. Like, I think the hard, uh, the Duddies versus TNA or Lowdown or something like that. <laughs> but this would end up being a pivotal moment in the history of WWF and WWE, even though you certainly didn't feel it at the time. This really changes things. And I don't think people really appreciate how much it changes things because all of a sudden, if you're trading publicly, then you're very much accountable for the stuff that you're doing. And, it, you know, that's why we have those. That, that I, and, it, I, you know, and uh, this particular month in, in, history of the, in the history of wrestling very much leads to events that we're seeing pay off in 2021. Because a lot of the time you see these layoffs from WWE, a big part of it is they're done so that when they have these meetings, they can say, look, we've, tra- we've shaved this much off our bottom line and we're working to save this much money here and do this much money here. And because they're now accountable to shareholders, um, we've seen some for some some blowback from that lately there is conversations about the shareholders suing the wwe for not disclosing details on the saudi arabia deal they hadn't signed uh because they they basically had a press they had a, they had a meeting with their shareholders where they said a saudi arabia tv deal is now done when it wasn't and they're very uh there could be something that comes from that but but this particular day in history the you know ringing the bell at wall street and you know opening up the company wide is is a big deal is a big deal and in terms of how they the history of wwf on the new york stock exchange um like it it starts slow for them but that you know we're now at a point where they're making stupid amounts of money uh, on on their stock, so WWF stock. I've got the the details here. I'm just pulling it up. Um, so WWF stock opened. Where's my list gone? I'm gonna find my list here. All about stocks, stonks even. Um, that's not the right one. We'll find I it. I did it for the stock. I did it for the stonks. I did it for the pea pods. So stocks in 2000 started off at. Um, about $11 a share when they officially started trading. And at a point now, stocks are 
according to my sheet here, $56 a share at time of recording. So they, and despite the fact that the company's in such a weird place, like, I mean, the stocks have been much higher. They were $94 per share in 2019 before, you know, COVID happened and it just, everything just took a, a massive hit, but it was a slow burner was the stock thing. And it wasn't until sort of the mid like 2015, 2016, they started going up. And that's where you see a trend in the company where they start doing more sponsored stuff and leaning in more towards uh, revenue made from television deals and sponsorship deals and, and leaning a bit more into celebrity stuff. That's where you really see it ramp up. And now they're at a point, and this is a point that we come back to a lot in the news podcast that we do, where WWE is making money to spite itself. And, and we're at a point now in 2000 where they're not that comfortable. But here in 2021, they make money regardless if, if anybody watches the product, they're making bank. And that looks really lovely uh, to the New York Stock Exchange. And consequently, their shares are going up as well. So despite the fact that viewership in a more conventional method, maybe at a low, raw ratings continue, continue to find new, <laughs> new granite to break uh, beneath them, it doesn't matter because they're making so much money from other platforms that they will they they could have an episode of Randy Orton an episode of Raw with Randy Orton picking his nose for three hours, and they'll still make a ton of money off television, and that reflects in their stocks, which have uh, done very on the whole pretty well. So there's a little bill bluffer's guide to stocks. I'm sure I've made mistakes in a lot of my conversation there, and I'm sure if you are an expert in the stocks, you will tweet me at Tom Campbell and tell me. Thank you for going through all that in beautiful detail, accurate representation of the stocks and everything. And all I've done is go, okay, got D'Lo Brown beat up at work. <laughs> I mean, that happened a bit as well. Yeah. Yes, thank you for the stocks. Mm. Never mind that. Raven and his crappy cow, cow, cow theme are here along with the Taz. <laughs> and he's commentating. He promises oh. to give Jerry Lawler the rub. Ha, 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 ha. Taz calls him and Michael Cole the A-team commentators. He'd be right in two years' time. Yeah. And he goes, Lola, what do you call a pig that does karate? A pork chop. <laughs> Just dropping crap gags. And then Lola's like, why you? Only I can suck a commentary and give bad jokes. I'll be out of job if you sit here long enough. Uh, While well, in the ring... Raven takes on Al Snow, and Al delivers a brutal back suplex onto Raven's neck. God, did Al get sloppy this past year. I mean life. Uh, Al <laughs> Snow misses some more moves as Taz does the two peanuts joke. Two peanuts are walking down the street, and one was assaulted. Ha! <laughs> Lola replies he hopes he lives older, be as old as Taz's jokes. He just say one. He said, oh, "I remember hearing that one in diapers." And Taz says, "What? You mean depends, don't you?" <laughs> that's a good. That's good. <laughs> Taz is Taz is oh, the problem. Taz has made his own problems here because he's so damn good in this role that WWF go, "Oh, well, that's what you'll do now," because he's he's so good at it. Like he was, he's better at that than he was at the wrestling for the WWF at least. Um, yeah. So the, the, it was a no-brainer. We've got this great guy who's, amazing, who's, who's naturally funny and quick and gets the product. Let's put him on commentary. Yeah. Once he learned to poke fun at himself, he was perfect. Yeah. Uh, Taz distracts Al Snow, who gets a dragon sleeper on Raven, so Raven can get a cheap victory over Snow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He needed help beating Al Snow. That's tough, And then it? 
if that wasn't bad enough, Lawler jumps Taz again to send Raven and Taz packing. Poor Raven and Taz having to getting chased off by the never-ending Lawler feud and also his pal Al Snow. <laughs> it's a depressing sign of the times for Raven. It's like for oh, Raven especially because, oh. like, I mean, Bischoff. We, we will. I've changed my mind. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see an upturn, a little upturn yeah. in weeks to come. Uh, not a great upturn, but an upturn nonetheless. Yeah. Jericho and his band Fozzy are performing on Sunday Night Heat. They'll never last. <laughs> They're coming to Newcastle soon. They certainly are, along with the mm. WWE of all bloody places. Yeah. Hey, how about that? WWE doing their first UK tour uh, it, since the world caught fire, and their first stop is the old mining town of Newcastle. Just a three-hour drive from London. <laughs> Get up here. Bastard. Don't come up here because we don't want it to be too busy with yeah, some of this. Go away. Uh, Rikishi and the <laughs> says, says Tom, a Midlander. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like your kind. Shut off, you stupid bloody Southerners. Stay, stay away from the north of England. Yeah. Get your side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho and his... I've said that. Rikishi and the Smackdown debut of Bad Man. Yeah! So, uh, and tonight, Bad Moo Moo takes on too cool right now and we see steve austin watching the show from a tv backstage with rikishi looking directly at the camera so they can then go back to austin looking at it and going my god it looks like rikishi staring directly at austin and i thought that was a nice touch yeah i like that a bit cheesy but it's the right amount of cheese mm. like in a duck wrap from a meal deal. <laughs> this is a weird one as handicap matches aren't often face versus heel with the faces outnumbering the heel but Rikishi is so big and bad now, it means the crowd go nuts over the worm, which Rikishi counters with a kick and ends it very suddenly with a banzai drop. Sexay tries attacking Rikishi after the bell, but he gets a stink drop, almost called it. Doesn't sound right, does it? Stink drop something you have at school when you want to call Frank and your teacher. Uh, the banzai drop on him as well. Crowd chance for Austin, but he can't do anything until provoked. So Rikishi... He's a bad man, not a smart man. Gets a microphone and provokes him. So Austin opens the door to rush out and beat up Rikishi, but gets blasted and busted open by a mystery assailant. Who hit Austin? With a wrench. With a wrench. Throwing a spanner into works. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who hit Austin? Was it Rikishi with the power of portal guns? <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Bob Brady. <laughs> Oh, the 1991 Denver Broncos. <laughs> we sent an email to the Podcast last week. Uh, Anyways, that's not going to stop Austin from attacking Kishi. Except it does, <laughs> as he heads out past the Ovaltron and Rikishi blocks him. The blood allows Austin to not be able to be 100%. So the stunner gets blocked because Rikishi is so fast. And Rikishi gives him a super kick to set up the Banzai drop, which Austin takes... And yes, I'm as amazed as you that Austin took a bump and Austin is left out laying heading towards that, uh, that cage match on Raw. And we get Rikishi and his giant fucking ass to end the show. That was a good ending to the show, I thought. I was surprised. I was shocked. Yeah. Austin, as for weeks not sold anything, not taken any offense, not look weak or vulnerable. And then it's like, 
wow, Rikishi gave him something. Mm. Rikishi. With his moo moo. It's almost like they want Rikishi to look like a threat. I wonder whether almost whether you know who being involved in the storyline now maybe gives Austin a bit more confidence in it to mm. maybe give a little bit more. I, so, yeah. I think, but who that is, we'll find out very, very soon. Yeah. I wonder what Austin thought about working Rikishi if uh, Rock didn't like working with Billy Gunn. He seemed up for it. I mean, I've, I've never heard anything from interviews that suggested that he didn't like working with Kishi. Like, I think Austin's one of those guys that, you know, unless you're Jeff Jarrett, he's happy to work with you. Mm-hmm. I'll do some digging this week and I'll see if I can get an answer for you for next week. Yeah. So, woof, woof, moo, moo. <laughs> that was the end of the uh, lovely episode of SmackDown. Tom, what was something that you remembered from this week? Uh, from this week, I remember the Angle Jericho title match and the Brooklyn Brawler tease that we had. Um, I was gutted that Brawler didn't get a title shot. I was like, love to sit him just like, I'd love to have had Angle and Brawler in there and Angle beating him nice and quick and then do the Jericho thing. But I like seeing Jericho in a title match with Angle. Um, Roman Reigns at the moment, who is champion, says as champion, he, he either wants to be at the beginning of the show or the end of the show. And I feel like Angle should, you know, we could afford a little bit of that respect to Angle. I, I'm always nervous when you see someone like Angle sort of find a little comfy groove in the middle of the show as the WWF champion. Like we never saw the rock in the middle of the show. Did we? He was always at the end and I get why he's the rock, but I feel like as the champion, you could maybe afford a little bit of respect to angle and have him either in the main event or a little closer to the main event than he actually was. I think, but I remembered it and I remember it was a fun little match. What did you remember? I remember the Los Conquistadors reveal. Like, ah. Oh, and explained it all. Because I was a bit like, wait, well, I, didn't, I didn't really get it. It was only because World of Wrestling magazine explained it while it was going on. And then they did reveal. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, that was fun. I get it because I like it because I get it. Until then, I'm like, oh, what? yeah. Am I dumb? <laughs> am, I I am. dumb? <laughs> am I the dumb? Am I the dumb? Am I low dumb? <laughs> What was something you forgot? I forgot the main event, Rikishi versus Too Cool in the handicap match. Because mm. I was, it never occurred to me that oh, did they or didn't they pay this off? Like pay off the Too Cool and Rikishi thing. Like they, I guess they should do. And and as payoffs go, this is this is the right kind of way to pay it off. You know, does it damage Too Cool? Well, they took a shoe in, so they'll need a, a little regroup for a bit. Uh, and then to move on to something else. But I thought, yeah, I'm glad they even acknowledged the fact that, hey, they were running buddies. I thought the bit of the, at the start of the show, near the start of the show, with Too Cool trying to help their mate out was nice, rather than them just immediately going, you're a bad guy now. I can't support this. Like They tried to sort of lend a hand, hand to their bastard of a mate. He, he you know, he, he turned them down and they ended up having the handicap match main event and they lost, which is the right, obviously it was always going to happen. Uh, and then obviously it leads to the Austin wrench stuff, which I remembered that, but I forgot the two cool Rikishi main event. So it was nice to be reminded that they did actually pay off the two cool and Rikishi Alliance and split it off in a dramatic fashion. What did you forget, sir? I forgot Billy Gunn teaming up with China and the rock and also eating pie (laughs) was there something from that bit i forgot to mention this was there something from that bit that was cut do you think 
they kind of felt like there was a cut after Billy Gunn went, I like pie. And then the crowd noise changed as we do get to that lovely angle of Stephen Richards with his face palming. Like there was a, it felt like there was a bit that was cut. I've watched a few other versions of that SmackDown. And it feels like this was something that was cut in 2000, whether or not they screwed up a line, whether they said something that was far too risque for, for live television. Billy Gunn explained the joke. By pie, I mean vagina. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Rock's, and Rock's like, this is why I hate working with you. What? <laughs> you hate working with me? See, and Richard's just like trying to challenge. All right. Oh, three of you is tonight. But he goes like, you don't like working with me? <laughs> I thought How long is this cold. been a thing? We did the bum thing in 99. Billy, Billy not now. Billy, Billy. <laughs> Bobby. To... Bobby. <laughs> My name's Billy. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I just want us to be friends. We're not going to be friends. I don't like you. China's just in the middle of it all. <laughs> China's just like, that's right. We'll see you in the main event. Us three uh, happy friends who get along. <laughs> right? <laughs> Billy's like, right. Rock's like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Rock's like, right, Rock? <laughs> if you smell <laughs> the state. Of Billy Gunn's <laughs> matches. Oh, Bit Rock, don't do. do, 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 do. Oh, don't play the music. <laughs> do, do, do. Billy Gunn sucks. Wait, you change your view. Billy Gunn sucks. Oh, you damn roll. Why, Billy Gunn says Billy Gunn sucks. Why is this music? To, this is. I thought we teaming up against the bad guys over there. Billy Gunn. <laughs> Billy Gunn sucks. The rock angle comes out. Billy Gunn is crap. Why, I'm not even few with Angle. Everybody around the ring, Elder Roster come out. Billy Gunn is crap. <laughs> Why is everyone here? Billy Gunn. The Brooklyn Brawlers singing I'm crap. He's not even booked. I it came here especially. It's me day off. Why are you here? <laughs> it is crap. I'm like, <laughs> Vince McMahon. Why Mark are you Billy Gunn. Billy, Billy crap. No, 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 Billy Gunn is crap. Billy's crap. Billy Gunn is crap. That's right. Big we posters. Wall Street and Billy Gunn sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy Gunn's stock is falling dramatically. Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn po- <laughs> posters fall from the ceiling that just say Billy Gunn is crap. <laughs> We're going to the- pump you and dump you. <laughs> in the ring, just sobbing. Jericho and Kane have got their, <laughs> their hands over Joey. That's right. <laughs> Billy Gunn leaves. He gets to, he gets to the taxi, and the taxi driver's just humming to himself. Billy Gunn is crap. So what's, what do you do? Oh, I'm a wrestler. Oh, not like that Billy Gunn doing a hook. Drop me off here. Drop me off here. It's been a minute. You should get change me mind. Billy Gunn is crap. Oh no, that's Billy Gunn done in our, in our podcast. <laughs> Look, I like him, but again, everyone's got their place in the car. <laughs> I don't want to see Billy Gunn main event. I don't want to see Scotty Too Hotty main event. Pay-per-views, I mean, obviously he's good for this match. It's just, you know, know, know your place. <laughs> know your place, ass man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, hey, anyway. Billy will show us with that new gimmick he's got up and coming. But that is a story for another podcast. This has been All Our Other Place Like a Dog's Dinner. Tom, what is your week looking like? Tomorrow on the Cultaholic Podcast feed, it's a brand new episode of Desert Island Craps chatting about pro wrestling and Spectrum video games with Kim Justice. 
What? That is on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> what an honor and a privilege to chat with Kim Justice. So that's on tomorrow on a brand new Desert Island Graps. Uh, next week, classic Raw review on the Tuesday. Brand new show on the Monday called The Motion, which I will tell you about uh, in ooh, a couple of days' time. We'll tell you all about The Motion. Uh, that is something hosted by our editor-in-chief, Mitch Wadden. More on that as, uh, as I get a chance mm. to tell you. Uh, so we're doing all that this week. Uh, by the time we next speak, I'll be done with week five of Couch to 5K, provided my legs haven't fallen off. Uh, how about yourself, Matthew? What are you up to? Oh, I'll be going to the gym now that nice. I can. Uh, I'm very happy to the legs today. So sorry for being over the pace. I've got that weird post-gym, got them exhausted, yet full of energy at the same time, which is why yeah. I've got lots of words wrong, but I'm happy and full of amazing crap. Mate, so, it'll be one of our, I think it's been one of our finer episodes, so I think we're fine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I will be doing the podcast with The Lads. The Lads. On Friday which morning. is out now. Yes, it's every week. That's right. So there was one last week and uh, we can't wait to be out of date hideously uh, this Friday <laughs> as well. And I will be doing something on the Saturday. I haven't decided what I'm streaming yet, but it won't be more Alex Kidd. Yeah, um, we both had similar thoughts on Alex Kidd, didn't we? You streamed it last weekend. I played it offline. And oh God, like the, the best way to describe Alex Kidd and Miracle World HD is it's a it's a genuine, honest to God recreation, re like re like high definition remake of Alex Kidd in, in the Miracle of the Mass System, and it is just as cunty as it was then, <laughs> like like yeah. literally just as cunty, and it's it's to the point where I'm like I don't even know if I want to carry on this. I'm so close to the end, but I've just gone I can't. Well, I'll tell you where I'm at now, Math, at the time of recording. Oh, go I've on. Got past, night, but... got past the... the oh, all right, show off. Sorry. Got past the uh, the lava bit, the lava bit where you have to run through that room and punch the blocks to get through. Oh, but yeah. there's like there's no room for error at all, is that? Yes, it's pixel perfect. Yeah, I got to the bit where you're underwater and there's spikes on both the top and the bottom of the, of the, the, the bit you've got to swim through. And I just, after about 12 attempts at that, I went, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to do anything else for now because this is this is phenomenally unfair. Yeah, it's there's been so many HD remakes over the years that you expect them to be at that highest quality uh, Resident Evil 2 style thing. Mm. And this was just, hey, you know that 86 platformer that came out? That the weird little things. Yeah. Well, re-releasing that. Fantastic. Are you removing all the stuff that hasn't aged well? No. No. No, it's exactly the same. But in fact, is maybe not as good because there's classic mode available. There's a separate thing. Mm. And I played that and I was able to play that way better than the new, the new lovely version. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's a problem. It's a historical artifact. If you treat it as that, it's fine. But mm. as far as a redo or a reimagining. No, they've just painted over the cracks and gone, it's fine. <laughs> How anybody, because the version they've given, they've released, the, the one change they've made is it's unlimited lives. Thank Christ. How anybody, how anybody did that game in three lives? I have no idea how anyone could complete that in three lives. Because there's so many, like, I'm sorry to use the word again, but there's no other word that describes it. There's so many cunty bits that you you that you die on, not due to a lack of skill, but just a lack of 
like timing and it's not even a skill timing it's just sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't it's really the look at the draw on that exact moment yeah and there's a there's a block that you need to press later on that there's no indication you're supposed to hit it doesn't look any more different than any other block and you need to hit it and it's essential and i found out just like randomly doing something and i was furious what so I'm glad they removed all those crappy things they used to put in games. Oh, no, wait, it's all there. Warts and all. With blue. Uh, so don't play that again. That is a little mini review at the very end of a otherwise tepid Dollar Classic Smackdown review. This has been Tom Campbell. Oh, can I do the outro? Oh, go on, Nepal. He has been Matthew Gregg on Twitter. Right. I am Tom Campbell on Twitter. Right. <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Legion of Don't. <laughs> Legion of Don't Buy Alex Kid. Love you. Bye. That's good. A beat, kid. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from.